you were shooting at people at 12 years old? Yeah, I've I've done it. Wow. I'm not I'm not proud to say, but yeah. What did they make you do? Yeah, so like Viet said, we we get jumped in. That's the first. It's called a put on. You get put on basically. I had to fight four people. And they were between, like, the ages of 16 to, like, 20. The pastor said, Johnny, you know, do you know why there's no peace in this world and there's no peace inside of your heart? When two people fight, why do they fight? It's because one person is right and the other person is right. He said, although you're right, I want you to apologize to your father. And right then and there, I got pissed. Like, I was like, hell no. When is there ever a time the victim apologizes to the aggressor? Can someone be a trustworthy friend if they're cheating on their significant other? Mm. Ready, Squilliam? This is the worst guy to hit, hit your power pen. All right. Got his nutrients. Take your medicine. Yep. Take your, he's All right, ready. here we go. Three, two, one. <clears throat> Welcome back to Under the Influence, um, the sauciest show on the internet. But today we have a little bit more of a uh, serious episode. If you guys haven't seen his video yet, it's blowing up right now. We have had the grace to... Yeah, I f***ed up. <laughs> Someone take So, So Johnny was on Soft White Underbelly um, going super viral. Um, we've all watched it. We're very moved by his interview. Um, so I don't want to expose too much because we're going to ask you a lot. <laughs> we're just going to basically run so, you through your interview again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but for our audience, so we are going under the influence, except we're not really because he doesn't drink because he's a man of God. Just, just like us. <laughs> he's a better man. for every one of you guys here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, so you got to drink you. four sips every time it beeps. <laughs> oh. no, but yeah, kidding. so um, at first, uh, your, your, your interview had, uh, had some clips on TikTok. Yeah. And people were tagging me because yeah, like, yeah. like I told you, our, our story, story is kind of like similar. Right, right. So people were tagging me. I'm like, interesting, interesting guy. Yeah. But the more it blew up, it came across my YouTube. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to click on this. It was like 2 a.m. I was in bed. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Uh, I watched your interview. And as I'm going through it, I'm like, damn, our stories are really similar. I was like, we, I, I had noticed how well-spoken you were, how like wise and mature you were. And that comes with being, you know, 33. Oh. So I was like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> 33 right, is young, first of all. <laughs> you call them old. No, that's, why, that's why they were laughing. Yeah. I understood what you meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ignore them, Squilliam. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I texted them. I'm like, do I have permission to reach out to this guy? Because I feel like we need him on. So permission I'm very happy ways. everything worked out. Yeah. And you're sitting where you are right now. Bro, thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Yeah, he definitely reached out to me, and I was kind of shocked. I was like, bro, this guy looks like a miniature me, bro. I sent it to them, and uh, he watched it, and yeah. he came back, and he said, yeah, this, is, this guy's like a better version of you. <laughs> <laughs> more handsome. <laughs> more handsome, better spoken. Better jawline. <laughs> <laughs> But but just I walked no. in, I saw your cheekbones. I'm like, damn, you talk was right. <laughs> <laughs> but but off the jump, off the jump, uh, maybe just give a quick intro, <clears throat> who you are, and kind of what your past is, and then we have a slew of questions we could dive into. Yeah, so. for sure. So my name is Johnny, and um, you know I'm actually a prison minister. I grew up in the San Gabriel Valley. Um, I you know joined a gang at 12 years old. If you guys take a look at the soft white underbelly, I kind of go through everything in detail. But basically, uh, I went from like gangs and, and poverty to now um, going back to the, the, the prisons and kind of giving back to the community. So, yeah. so one thing you said in the interview, you didn't actually dive in too much, but I was curious about, what's the process like of joining a gang at 12 years old? Like, what is the first step of what they're making you do or what jobs are they giving you? 
Uh, you just do everything from the grunt work, bro. You gotta. It's called putting in work. So basically, you gotta like, if you have to carry a gun, some people do that because the older dudes will like when the cops come, they'll give you the gun to stash yeah. it, right? So, and if I get caught with the gun, it's 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 as a juvenile, it's a less lesser charge than mm-hmm. it is like an adult. You know what I'm saying? So, they would do stuff like that. We would we would transfer drugs. Uh, we would shoot at people. I mean, it 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 went from like the smallest things to like the biggest things. You were, you were shooting at people at 12 years old. Uh, yeah, I've, I've done it. Yeah. Wow. I'm not, I'm not proud to say, but yeah. What's the, like, what's the initiation? Like, what are the first couple of, like, do they make you, you know, you always hear like, it's like, you got to go kill a person or something like that. Did they or make you do? In. Yeah. Right. Like, wh- what do they make you do? Yeah. So like Viet said, we, we get jumped in. That's the first, it's called a put on. You get put on basically. And then, uh, it just depends. Like I had to fight four people and they were between like the ages of 16 to like 20. Wow. Yeah. 12, 12 you're fighting 20 year olds yeah. so you're just getting your ass beat basically because they, they're trying to see if you're tough yeah. right they're not you're gonna expected be expected to fight back too. yeah you're expected so of course you know i mean i i don't even remember. i just remember getting hit and it was like getting beat up you know i'm a 12 year old kid right i mean i'm taller but still i mean i was probably the size of a 14 year old no. and that's still nothing compared to 16 18 20 you know how tall are you now uh six one Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just, you have hey, to put it out there, huh? Hey, hey these guys are hey, just man, thirsting. I'm trying to get some views, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop thirsting after this, man. Throw that out there. <laughs> but yeah, um, along along with uh, you said gangs, uh, growing up, you also got um, you got beat by your pops. Yeah. So survivor of domestic violence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, uh, I, w- I was just making sure the audience knew that too. Yeah, yeah. So sure. they didn't, you know. Can you talk? Thinking, yeah, can you talk about your childhood and like? You know, are you first generation? Uh, I'm second generation, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, my childhood was really bad. Like, you know, it's a typical Chinese. So we're my parents are born in Korea, but mm-hmm. actually, like, ethnically, we're Chinese. So culturally, they're Korean, right? So we're mm-hmm. the Jampong Jajangmyeon people. I literally was about to say you're say, literally like, Jampong. <laughs> but I um, love Jajangmyeon. Yeah, bro. That's yeah. I that's don't that's, know that's, anything. Being <laughs> so, Wait, are so, you? So do you speak Korean? Korean? I understand a little bit. Do your yeah. parents speak Korean? My, yeah, they're fluent. Whoa. My, my dad's from Suwon. My mom's from Busan. I knew so I liked you. We might be, like, s- related. Oh, really? Yeah. Probably. No, Just because you're from the same city Busan. don't make you related. Busan, oh, wait, your last Chang. names are the same. Yeah. Oh, oh I mean, yeah. my name, last name is not the C word. Oh, yeah, you just doxed her. Oh. All of our <laughs> names are on. You can Google it. It's so easy. It's, it's so whatever. Easy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not hard. Well, so continue with the... Yeah, so, um, you know, they were very, like... My dad was very, like... It was, like, ran, like, a dictatorship. You know, he was he was, he was was an alcoholic, and he... Um, what he said went, you know what I mean? And my mom was very submissive. She, she was... And I understand. She was stuck between the two. Like, she loved us, but she loved him, too. Our culture is like that. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was just really, um, like tyrannical almost. So whatever I did, like my dad, um, if he approved of it, you know, it would be cool. If not, even if everyone else approved of it, he'll beat me up. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I really connected with your story is you said, uh, how you weren't able to trust your parents from a young age. And, uh, you know, that was similar situations. I think that's in a lot of Asian households where no matter what, my, my parents never had my back. Yeah. So I felt very alone. And you're a father now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what would what do you think you would do differently, or what have you done differently that? Uh, yeah. What do you do differently as a father now? That's uh, different from your dad. So like I I try to hear my kid out, whereas my my dad like whenever he messed up he never said sorry, so I never heard I'm sorry and I never heard I love you from my from both my parents actually, 
Um, so yeah, with my, 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 my kid now, I kind of allow him to express his heart a little bit. Like this kid, he, he came up to me recently. Like, he's like, dad, I think I'm watching too much porn. Like straight up, he's 14 years old. Right. And he was able to open that. So part of my heart was kind of like, what the heck? This is kind of weird, you know? But the, the other side of it was like, I'm very thankful that he's that open to be able to share that with me. Trust you. Yeah. Exactly. That's a so, strong relationship then. Yeah, Cause I so would never. Started, asking me that you know yeah like vid said I, I could never do that i think if i went up to my dad i'd get beat up for something like yeah you know what i mean like that's weird. he'd be like stop doing that yeah you should you know what I mean? like stuff like yeah. that and he'd just beat me i just up. got ptsd yeah. don't say that word no. <laughs> <laughs> but so you know he's 14 now so then you must have what were the things when you're doing as he was growing up that kind of built that trust were you always like hey no matter what tell me mm -hmm. like did you hit him uh i didn't actually didn't discipline him like that you know what i mean um but what built that trust, believe it or not, is through church. Because I didn't know how to... No, there's no manual to raise kids. That's why I don't really hold it against my dad, honestly. But, like, with him, uh, I told him, like, for example, I never tell him stop lying, right? I say don't... I don't say don't lie. What I tell him is, if you lie to me, I can't help you. Like, legit, I can't help you. Mm. So he realizes, like, shit, if I don't... If I lie to my dad, like my limited capability of solving my problems like versus my dad's like maybe i should let him know and then that's how we're able to have that bond bro. Mm. he's yeah. playing himself that's basically yeah. that's, that's beautiful crazy yeah uh you just talked about church so i know that was a big part of your like redemption journey right absolutely uh, can you tell the story of like how you got into going to church and all that yeah so uh you know actually my when i got out of prison um you know, I was born Buddhist. So traditionally, most Asian households are, especially Chinese people, mm -hmm. super Buddhist. So, um, you know, my, my mom was Buddhist for the longest time. She would visit me every now and then in, 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 in prison. And she, maybe like once every few months. And she would, she would give me chants, like Buddhist chants and stuff like that. And um, all of a sudden, one day, like when I got out of prison, she was like, oh, I'm Christian now. Right. So I, it blew my mind. Cause I was like, she would take us to the, to the monastery. She would take us to meet the, the monks and all that as kids. And now she's saying this Christian stuff. So I just rolled up the windows in the car, bro. I was like, mom, you're crazy now. Like you sip the Kool-Aid. That's it for you. You know what I mean? Like straight up. But, um, I noticed the inner peace inside of my mom. She was still in section eight. We, we lived in project housing. Um, back when food stamps was like monopoly money, that's like kind of a bit time, you know, like, I don't know if you guys remember that. It's not EBT cards. Yeah, it was like mm -hmm. ducats. You had to rip them off. Right. And she was still living like that. She had not just me, but my brother who was in prison as well. So two bad kids, super bad kids. And still my, my dad was still off alcohol, drinking soju every day, beating on people, you know, punching holes in the wall, stuff like that. So, but then I noticed like she has all these negative things in her life, but she's more happier than I am. And at that time, I was making like 30, 40 G's a month. I was selling drugs, basically. And like, I wasn't happy. I had tried to attempt like suicide three times. I mean, I was just, I felt this emptiness that I couldn't explain. Like, no matter what I did, if I was at a party, it, it could be like 100 of us, the whole gang. But I would still feel like I was by myself, like alone. And then, you know, I just didn't know what that was. And my mom didn't have that anymore. You know, so I kind of longed for that, but I didn't say anything. And then a friend of mine got murdered in front of me, basically. And then the day, like three days after that, one of my homies, he sent me a letter uh, from jail. He hung himself after that. So there was just death everywhere. And I felt like I was going to die soon. And that's when I came to the position like, man, I don't I don't just want to die like with no purpose in life. How, how old were you? Uh, at that time, I had just got out 2014. I was like 20, 22, 20, 23 years old. 
Damn. Wow. That's how old I am right now. It's time to go to church, buddy. <laughs> I was just going to say that. So, you know, how how did you feel about, like, what was that process then to the point where you're like, okay, this is the path I want to take? Like, how long did that, like, you see your mom change? Mm-hmm. Then what was the process till you were like, I'm going to so when this I, out? When I got out, I've been out for a year, and I was kind of building myself up. So I would say from then on, it only took like a couple months to actually, like a year and a couple months, I would say, uh, for me to actually like change and they say transform or whatever, right? So yeah, I, I, I went to church with my mom because her car had broken down. And then they were ser- serving black bean noodles, which is jajangmyeon, you know? And we're like, bro, I love, like I, I was in the pen for so long. We don't have stuff like that, right? So so yeah, when I smelled it, I was like, oh, it's so good, bro. And I just, you know, I, but I try to keep it gangster, you know, like, no, nah, I don't care about church, you know? And I'm like, right? So I get I get over there and, and, and um, yeah, the, the pastor was like, oh, Johnny, you know, like he was, so he was, he's like me. He was born in Korea, but he's Chinese. So when we were speaking, all of this was happening in Mandarin. We were mm-hmm. speaking in Mandarin. So he was expressing me like what sin was, you know, like what Jesus did for us and this and that. But for some reason, like he made it make sense to me. And then he talked about that emptiness that no one has ever broken down to me. You know, I thought I was the only one who was empty. I would lay on my bunk like when I was in prison at night. I just did my calisthenics burpees, upside down pushups. You know, you're super tired. But I would lay in bed and I would have these thoughts come to me. And like it it was like like it would start with the small thought. Oh, I'm lonely. Oh, the homies don't care about me. Something like that. And it starts to snowball. Oh, you're inadequate. You know, look at what happened to you. And then flashbacks of like your past would come. You would just feel shameful, you know. And then from then on, I just I, I would just be like out of nowhere. I have like tears down my eyes. I would you know what I mean? I would feel that emptiness. And I didn't think anyone felt like that. I thought I was the only one, you know. You said in your interview, too, in prison, you read the Quran and the Bible multiple times. Two times, yeah. Yeah, and even then, you got no learnings from that? Because, so, yeah, when you're reading the Quran and the Bible twice, like, what is registering, right? Mm -hmm. And then what changed when you suddenly met someone that could teach it to you? Right, so when I read it, um, I'll be honest, and I'm not even trying to joke, I was like, this is a great book for sleep therapy. Like, as soon as I cracked it open, I was like, knock out. <laughs> I'm saying straight up. Like, so it's, I. It's a pretty boring book. If yeah. You're, you're not and then, focused. And they had only the King James version in there, <laughs> Dude, which is, is like these, thy, thou, art, <laughs> stuff like that, yeah. you know? And I, and I was just like, Squilliam language. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, you know, um, I would just read it to pass time. Like, I don't think my heart was ready for it. And when you go to prison, it's called, it's called copying an unlock, which means you. You, you get to get free time outside of your cell if you go to church. So, like, you know, some people would do that, you know, just to get out of their, their cell. So I didn't want to do that, so I just kind of read the Bible, you know what I mean? But it was, it was something that was really looked down upon. In prison, for those who don't know, in California at least, they look down on people who are, who are Christians. So I wasn't Christian in prison. And I, I felt like I wanted to be, but I was scared of the politics. Like, I was afraid that people wouldn't accept me. Because mm-hmm. I was on the main line, which is a general population. Which prison were you at? I was at multiple. So I was at Lancaster. I was at uh, Ironwood State Prison. And then when the governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger, took over, he did this thing called the prison reform. And he shipped everyone who wasn't a lifer outside. So I've even been to Mississippi. I've been to Arizona, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, question. And came back. Mm-hmm. N- not to make like a, this is a lighthearted joke, but which one was the best one? Which Mississippi. One? 
Mississippi, how come? It was a 270 yard, meaning like the, the design was bigger. So and then you get to have Xboxes, bro. Whoa, what? Yeah, Sounds but the like only TV. the only <laughs> exactly, yeah. but the the only thing is you're you're away from your family. Yeah. So it's a it's a trade off. You know what I mean? Yeah. How, how many how many years? What was the longest stint of prison you're in? Like was it five, two, one? Like what were the times? So the the first time when I went to YA was four years, and I maxed out, which means. You, you go to parole like every two years, basically. But because I fought so much and did stuff, so I maxed out, meaning I did my full sentence. And then after that, I got out for 67 days, and then I went back in for a shooting, a freeway shooting. And then from then, I, I, I did basically eight years. and some, They gave me 10 years at 85%, which means you have to do 85% of your sentence. Whoa. So I went straight like that. Um, what, what were the charges? So the first one was? First one was originally a kidnapping and a robbery, um, but... Because I was the youngest, it was a group of us. Um, they pinned it onto me. I took the rap, basically. I said I, I did it, and they what dropped was that? You it were down. Just trying to hit a stain. No, we were just ro- we robbed somebody, basically, yeah. and then we we kidnapped. We did take them in the yeah. car, and we were like beating them up and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, basically, and then um, yeah, I took that four years, and then when I got out, the shooting was originally it was like attempted murder, and then you know like strong arm robbery, but they dropped those charges, and I pled out. So I, I, I signed basically saying I was guilty to two counts of assault with deadly weapon. So basically, shoot, two, two shootings, basically. Wow. By now, you've seen us drink this beautiful drink. And this is Nectar Hard Seltzer, the first Asian-inspired hard seltzer featuring delicious flavors like Asian pear, lychee, mandarin, and yuzu. Now, unlike all those big brands out there that have that disgusting aftertaste, we got rid of it. There is no weird aftertaste in this. We actually started Nectar two years ago out of my garage, and because of a viral TikTok, we took off. And because of supporters like you, we've now expanded Nectar into five states, California, Hawaii, Washington, New York, and New Jersey. If you'd like to get a box of Nectar, here are four easy options to choose from. Go to our website, NectarHardSeltzer.com, click on the store locator, and the store closest to you will pop right up. If we're not in any stores near you, next time you're in your favorite store, ask the manager to stock us. You'll be genuinely surprised how well that works. Works. And if we're not in any stores near you yet, or we're not in your city, you can order us online. We ship to 45 states. And if we can't ship to you, send us a text that tells us where we need to go next. Drink Nectar Hard Seltzer, unique Asian flavors, and no weird aftertaste. Now back to whatever the hell they're talking about. Can you explain what uh, gladi- gladiator school is in prison? So there's no gladiator school in prison. Gladiator school is actually YA. It's juvenile. It's not even juvenile hall. Why is not juvenile hall? It's 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 a place for juvenile wards, but it's it's the worst of the worst, bro. Like I had witnessed rapes. I had witnessed people getting stabbed. Um, people beaten up. Like they they call this thing like lining it up, which means you you like let's say like we're all in in YA, right? And you're you're Wutok's friend and Viet also. So if I have a problem with him, I have to fight him, you and her too yeah Esther. and she's the the hardest one yeah <laughs> she'll beat me up yeah <laughs> but basically you have to line it up so it's like a one minute thing so if i have an issue it's a tournament yeah basically yeah. but what about your homies they, they don't get up also come they, yeah they would they would do that but sometimes like people we're we're not deep in prison like mm. if you guys have been to jail anyone like we're not that deep yeah. anywhere we go california is the deepest and even yeah. that we're not deep Mm. I'm from I'm from Iowa, so anytime oh, okay. I was locked up, yeah. the I, I normally hung out with Mexicans because right. they just always adopted me in. Right, so right. The, for a long time, I fucking I went by Chino. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the name they gave me. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. How was how was it for you then? If it, like, who did you associate with? Uh, in prison or in in Y? Y and then prison. Let's in Y, I, I associated because okay, so Y is more like gang banging, uh-huh. right? So when you go there, it's like you you if you have like I'm from watching, so we had issues with Asian boys. So when we go in there, we would bang on Asian boys, right? But um, when you go to prison, you have to drop all of that. It don't matter if I was shooting at him a week from, you know, today, like today, um, we have to drop that and we're a race now. Mm-hmm. And There's almost something them. beautiful about that as weird as it is, you know, it's it is, bro. It is because now I have a lot of solid homies from AB who I thought I would never talk to. Uh-huh. These are people there was bloodshed. This is a, a war from like the 80s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before my time. And so the like I just went to one of the homies baby shower. Like, that's so cool. You know? How is, is he, it? Is he also out the life or? Uh, no, he's still he's still in the life. Know, yeah. yeah. How how is it that you guys uh, go to prison and you have to band together and then when you get out, you guys immediately go back to warring against each other or is there a little bit of change that happens? There's like an unspoken rule where people are like you don't bang you don't really gangbang once you do a lot of time in prison because you guys broke down spreads and spread is like. You know, like you basically prison food. You, yeah, you, you broke bread. Right. So we eat and, and, but usually it's the little homies that inherit the beef. So we have these youngsters who are, you know, 15, 16, all the way to like 20 something. And they're, they're like fighting each other. Um, but for me, I'm cool with all of them. What is, what is programming in prison? Programming is just a, a regular, like your schedule. Day to day, you wake up, there's like morning yard, there's night yard. Um, that's part of your program. And then you have your own individual program, meaning like, okay, I'm going to do 100, you know, burpees today. And you have your, it's it's basically your schedule. So your routine. Your routine. Yeah. I, I kind of want to jump back. I feel like we forgot to ask this, but how did the pastor explain sin to you that was so impactful? Uh, so he explained it. He used a lot of analogies, mm-hmm. right? So... <clears throat> In prison, there was a lot of different churches and Catholics, and they had chaplains, and they even had, you know, all these different people, and all they did was condemn me. So when I would raise my hand and fight, do a stabbing, whatever, they would come and be like, you know you're not supposed to do that. You need to stop doing that. You're going to go to hell. And then I'm just like, whatever, you know. But this pastor, when he met me, he didn't do that. He was just kind of like, "Um, do you know what sin is, and um, are you a sinner? Right. So I did get a little mad with the are you a sinner part because I feel like that was a loaded question. Right. It's like, bro, come on now. You know, like, (laughs) come on now, bro. Like, so I actually he explained it with the analogy of like an apple, apple seed. Right. He's like, when you look at the seed of an apple, where's apples? I was like, I don't know, you know, but if you plant it, water it as it grows, essentially it'll only produce what kind of fruits? Only apples. Same thing with the baby, he said. When you see the baby, where is the sin? It's very cute. It's lovable. But in the end, as it grows, it starts to lie, cheat, manipulate, steal, and can even murder. So the sins start to come out as it grows, right? And no matter how hard he tries or it tries, it's not going to produce good to the standard of God. And he said, that's why you're empty. And I was like, what? Because I never told him I was empty. I'm, I just finished eating my jajangmyeon. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I was happy, bro. I'm, I was like, I'm fi- full. I yeah. just had two bowls. I'm not empty, right? I'm full, right? But, it, but I was like, how did this guy know? Like, how does he know this? And this is a guy I've never met. You know, my mom doesn't, she didn't know I was empty either. I never, I never had an open relationship with my mom like that. You know, I was just like, 
I'll, I'll help her. I'll shoot her some bread time to time. But I, I never spoke to her about any of my deepest. No, she doesn't know my crimes. She's probably going to know now, <laughs> yeah. you know. But, I mean, she, doesn't, she didn't know anything about me. So, yeah, that, he explained basically sin was inherited, right? So I'm Chinese. I didn't choose to be Chinese. My father was Chinese. His father was Chinese. I was born that way. Right. And he said, likewise, like if you believe in Christianity, two people, the whole world came from two people, basically, Adam and Eve. And when they had their kids, it was passed down to us. The sin, just like Chinese was passed down to me, Korean was passed down to you guys, Vietnamese. That's that's how he explained it. And at that point, it really made a lot of sense to me. No one ever explained it to me like that. Were, were you upset at your parents or like then? Yeah. What's what's the next thought going through your head? It's like, OK, I inherited this. Now, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually, I, I'll be honest, I felt a little bit of hope because I never understood what my purpose in life was. Like, I'm like, okay, I make money, but What's what else? For? We have girls, we have, you know what I mean, drugs, like, so what? You know, you, it, it, it's, it was all temporary, so I'm like, is this how we're supposed to live where we just make a lot of money, party all the time, and then on the drive home, I'm empty. Once I leave the homies, I'm empty. You know what I mean? So it's like how I never knew my purpose. So when he said you're you're empty, I felt like he had because he's not just gonna be like you're empty, ha ha ha, and then that's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> he gave me like a, the anecdote basically for that. Yeah. Um, this kind of goes back to the prison thing, but so you went to prison so many times. When did was there ever a moment where you were? When did you realize you didn't want to be part of the gang anymore? Like when did that seed first get planted? Uh, like you mean not okay so so my gang is more like a family legit we're fam- we have a lot of members that are brothers my brother is also in my neighborhood so it's it was hard to kind of disconnect right but i wouldn't say we dropped out because no one drops out from my neighborhood you know most gangs you can't really drop out you're gonna get killed or something like that right mm-hmm. but we graduate that's what we call it so me like i still have homies i still talk to them i still kick it with them um I would have brought some over, but I was like, I don't, I don't, this is too much. Shut you know? up. <laughs> <laughs> it would have turned up, bro, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I was like, you know, but basically like, I don't, I'm not necessarily disconnected with them. It's just, they understand what I'm doing. They understand the message that I'm pushing out and they support it. That's awesome. why I say it's a family. Whereas a lot of homies would be like, man, I'm not, I'm not rocking with that, you know, but yeah. uh, they support it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to, so like when, when you're. One of the most powerful moments of the interview was when you're when he talked to you about your dad and uh, basically asked you to apologize. Yeah. Can you tell that story real quick? Yeah, for sure. So <clears throat> uh, after he explained everything to me, uh, the pastor said, Johnny, you know, do you know why there's no peace in this world and there's no peace inside of your heart? Oh, it's because when two people fight, like, why do they fight? It's because one person is right and the other person is right. So I'm right, you're wrong. The other person thinks, no, I'm right, you're wrong. And then a fight ensues, right? Until somebody backs down. So he said, although you're right, you know, um, I want you to apologize to your father. And right then and there, I got pissed. Like, I was like, hell no. When is there ever a time the victim apologizes to the aggressor? It doesn't make sense. He has to, I didn't ask to be born. He had a responsibility. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't make him drink. Like, I know he had his demons, but what does that have to do with me? Like, I had that type of heart. But, you know, he said, you're right, but you're miserable because you're right. And he was right. When I would go out, I would see family. Like, during visitation, whole families would come. Like, my Samoan homie, we call him Usos, right? I was like, Us, your family's here. And they would, like, his dad would be like, oh, I love you, and hugging him. And 
outwardly, I'm not showing it, but inside, it's nothing but like rage and envy. Like, man, why can't my dad be like that? This dude, even though he's in prison, he's hugging him. He's crying over him. Well, my dad, my dad never even visited me once in prison, you know? So I felt some type of way about that. And I carried that and it ate me inside. Like, and I didn't even realize that because I would just go numb, right? So anyway, the pastor says, apologize to him. And then I was like, all right, bro, like, let's give it a shot. You know, I've tried everything else and... You know, what, what do I have to lose? If, I, if, if he blows up at me, well, he's already a, a piece of, you know what I mean? Like, I, whatever. So I kind of mustered up the courage. I went in front of him and I said, you know, I'm here today to say that I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry about, you know, being a bad son. I'm sorry that I was, you know, like in a gang life. I couldn't help you and mom financially. If anything, I made it was more of a burden to you guys. And then my dad just like, he stopped and he started bawling his eyes out you know and when I think about it I'm so thankful because he actually started to apologize to me for the first time I've never heard him say sorry he said I'm sorry I apologize you know I I love you son I just don't know how to control my drinking and then from there on we cried it out I remember we hugged it out and it was just like it was so peaceful for the first time. And now every every week I visit him. I actually just came from seeing him earlier. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, we we went to eat some Korean barbecue. <laughs> um excuse me if it's hard to talk. I'm just yeah. feeling a lot of emotions. But so like I said, we had a similar childhood. My pops did the same shit. And I I also went through that. I had uh like my aunts and uncles said um <clears throat> like apologize that's the only way you guys like you guys are family you guys should like you're always going to be family you guys should be on good terms right when i was younger i was like 18 19 i did apologize i went through that whole thing i said you know i I understand like i probably wasn't the best kid this and that um and um basically it was just like uh like he said fuck you But another factor in that whole shit, so he beat my mom, he beat me. He wasn't, he wasn't drunk when he did it, it was just all sober. But he also sexually abused my little sister. And I'm like 12, 13 when she first came to me. Yeah. And she was like, you know, um, like he's making me do this. And I'm in my bed, and after she had told me for uh, a couple times, I would wake up. And uh, I would hear her or hear him going in her room. And I was like, like, I know what he's doing. I'm just too scared to go over there and do something. So this resulted in, um, I've told this story before. We, uh, we came up with a plan to call CPS. Yeah. And uh, they came, hooked her up to lie detectors, blah, blah, blah. Figured out that shit was going on. And uh, I, I think I blacked out most of it, but somehow he still stayed, right? Yeah. So, you know, in prison, in jail, whatever, like That's people dead as like die, yeah. like they will, it, for, the lifers will go and kill them. Yes. So it's like, yes. I have no, like, I don't want to apologize yeah, to my yeah. pops. Right. Yeah. So it's like, and obviously that was like a really big part in your healing. Yeah. And that always trips me up. And it tripped me up when I watched your interview, because mm-hmm. there's no place in my heart. Like, I don't yeah, consider yeah. my pops, my pops. I feel you. That's just an, another man that like. raised me yeah so that's it and um yeah so it's like i want to hear your thoughts on that Mm -hmm. 
just like it that's that's my situation i'm sure it's not like it's happened in in this life to other people yeah but like i will never go apologize to my pops because i did try that once yeah I, I when when he was getting divorced i i said i'm sorry i felt bad for him yeah because it's like, I always try to be a good kid. I try to live with a good heart. Yeah. I felt bad for him. It's like, you fucked up your own life, and I'm still here feeling bad for you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, as I grew, and as I uh, as I started to learn more about the world, I was just like, the the sexual shit is really what put it. Like, I'm never, like... Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. And, and rightfully so. You know, so my thoughts on that... And, damn, thank you for sharing that, bro. Mm-hmm. That's, pretty, that's pretty deep. But I wasn't expecting that. But, um... Honestly, like, so now that I'm a minister, right, I utilize a lot of the word to express everything. So in the Bible, it's if you look at Romans chapter 7, verse 17, it says, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells in me, right? So I was a person who I didn't want to be depressed, right? I didn't want to be lonely, but I found myself depressed and lonely. There's times where I didn't want to do meth and E and, and I was a coke kid. I loved coke, right? Like literally I'm missing like cartilage in this part, you know, my right side of my nose. So I, I loved it, but I thought, well, I thought that I loved it, but when I was doing it, I would feel regret, right? Let's say we all go and eat, you know, somewhere and, and we're eating like Korean barbecue and it's super, super bomb. We want to do that, but we wouldn't regret it, right? Because we want to do it. We'd be like, damn, bro, we got to do this more often, right? But why is it that we do something and then later we regret it? It's because it's not us who wants to really do it, right? So same thing, like your your father, I don't know him personally, but I know one thing. We're all interconnected by sin. We're all interconnected through the struggle. That's why my story, even though like I have people who are accountants, people who are rich, who are, who are kind of receiving counseling from me now. And they're like, bro, I've never been to prison and, and none of that. But at the end of the day, they all feel that emptiness, that pain that we all feel. We all share that, you know. So I think like with your father, he may not realize like it may seem like he wanted to do it. And I'm not speaking up for him because I don't know him. But I know that there's some kind of force that drags people to do these things. Mm-hmm. There's good and evil. Do you understand? My, uh, yeah, my, my sister, we talked about it after my interview on this show. Yeah, My sister and I talked for the first time since we were like young honestly since that shit happened we talked about it for the first time and uh i was i was going on my little rant about like how i hate him this and that i hate like how who i am now because of the shit i went through because of him and she said something that really opened my eyes too she said that i she hated our grandpa Mm -hmm. i was like like we weren't that close to to our grandpa right it's like i don't really remember him that much she's like well i hate our grandpa because he's the reason that our pops turned out how he did. Mm-hmm. And that shit, that was, that was a few months ago. And it, it still hasn't left my mind. Because yeah. that's how I used to think. Yeah. And as I grew older, that I, I think I kind of lost that thinking. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like, I, I kind of let the hatred rule myself more. Yeah. Instead of like trying to make excuses for right, it. Right, right. But my sister, she was basically like, yeah, I hate our grandpa as much as I hate him. Because they like... Growing up, I'm sure my pops did not want to turn out to be who the fuck he is. Right. But there's something that carried him all the way to what yeah. he did. Yeah. And that's obviously sin. Yeah. But um, yeah. So she said that, and I was just like, "Well, I agree with you. Yeah. I like, I agree with the sentiment and the and the train of thought. It just like going going off that and going off how you explain sin, right? Yeah." I don't, I've told them, um, I've told, I tell everybody I meet, 
for the longest time and a lot of it to this day is what rules my life is I don't want to turn out like my pops. Yeah. And victims of abuse normally turn out to be the like the, the whatever. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. ended up doing the same shit. For sure. So honestly, I keep talking and I keep losing my train of thought. <laughs> wow. So right, just, I'm it's okay, thinking man. so much no, but, for you. Yeah. Do you think that there would ever be a moment where you could like forgive him again, even though he totally I know I never him? I never forgave him. Yeah. Um yeah. and maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's like I was because I was very young when I did it. Um he had just gone into a car crash and my he called my mom and I went with her since I was the oldest. And we went to pick him up and uh I saw him crying because they were they were getting divorced. I saw him crying, and my pop, my pops is very manipulative though. So it's like, yeah, I saw him crying, but it was like the words he was saying was more like, oh, like I'm losing everything, this and that. And I remember in my head, I was just like, you're losing everything because of you. Like we didn't do shit to you. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, what was the question? Did you ever apologize to him again? Or oh, uh, who I am right now, I don't think I could. He's um, he's he's reached out. A couple times I, I blocked his number and he got a new phone and he reached out he texted me and he said um uh i'm trying to remember the words because he said it in a way i fucking hated he said we're family i know you're mad at me but you should forgive me and i oh. read the text yeah i read the text Terrible and it's it's, it's very just like that's who he is I've, I've learned to accept that that's who he is yeah. and um so I, I read the text and i just i didn't bother to respond and uh i just blocked him i haven't heard from him since you know, the thing about forgiveness is I feel like it's more for you. So it's like when mm-hmm. you when you forgive somebody, like you 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 give up the hate you hold in your heart for them and it's like you have all these you have these like personality traits that you where you treat other people in a shitty way and you regret it immediately, right? But if you have this giant looming like circle of hatred that you're always going to hold on to cuz uh, trust me, I know it's hard to like everything you said like I I don't know, like, there's this, like, moral dilemma in my mind where I'm, like, for you, I feel like you, for you, because I care about you, I think you should forgive and let go of that hatred. But I also, on the other end, I'm, like, this is this guy's a piece of shit. So, Definitely. I'm, like, no, I, I, I think uh, that, it's a dilemma um, for myself, but, yeah. I, I think, give yeah. it, it, hopefully, what I'm hoping is, if I can't figure it out now, when I'm older mm-hmm. and more mature, maybe I'll be able to. But where I am right now. I think the only thing that could truly make me like have peace is if I go kill him with my bare hands. And I say that with like the deepest parts of my heart. I have a question yeah. for <clears throat> in regards to that, right? Like mm-hmm. obviously figuring out some way to let go and forgive him, whether or not it's to his actual face is yeah. the, the, the best path forward. But it's also like, how do you really forgive someone like I, I i'm in his shoes i couldn't yeah. i couldn't even if it said yeah. hey god i'm sorry i'm sorry for all the ways you mistreated me it's like fuck that guy yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. some people were just pure evil yeah so i don't know like were there moments where can you give an example of maybe a similar like outside of your father but like yeah what is that process like like at least your father was ex- accepting of it was mm-hmm. there ever situations where someone did you so dirty mm-hmm. that you apologized to them and then i don't know how to truly let go you know yeah. My dad, I've I've actually apologized to him before too. When I first got locked up, um, I did see my dad cry in court, right? When they hauled me off in the county blues and stuff, and I was like, "I'm sorry." And then he was crying, you know, like, "Why did you do this, this and that?" But again, 
I think a person's heart is really important, like the position of the heart. If he's saying something, like his father is saying, like, you should, obviously his heart, he doesn't have any remorse and he never really reflected on himself. You understand? Like, it's kind of like, I'm your dad, so you should. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, like, that's not really someone you would apologize to because you could it, it could boost them up even more exactly, and make them yeah. feel like, yeah, that's right. See, like I was right the whole time. So there's people like there's a verse in the Bible that when you're raised up, like God strikes you down. And when you're low, God brings you up. So when I look at people and I see that they have a, what I call a high heart, like a lot of people think that they're the shit, basically. Right. You, you don't go to people who think they're the shit and boost them up more. It's going to get to their head. They become arrogant. And it's just like, it's terrible, right? So I wouldn't, yeah, if I was him, I actually wouldn't apologize in that part, right? How does he fully heal that hole in his heart? You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, for, me, for yeah. me, it would have to be the gospel, bro. Honestly, because at the end of the day, like if if I have sin, and it, let's say like me, right? I have sin. And, and, and Viet's father, like if both of us, well, let me use this, this, this example better. When I was in prison, like he said, we it was green light on all child molesters and rapists. No matter what, like, because we all have sisters or, like, mothers. Like, that's a, that's, yeah, or children. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, that's, that's a no-no. So I would be like, look, now I shot people. I can't say, you know what I mean, if, if they pulled through or not and stuff like that. But let's say I'm a murderer, right? If I'm a murderer and, and that rapist or child molester and both of us stand in front of God, God is not going to be like, oh, Johnny, you shot somebody, you killed somebody. It's okay. You can go to heaven. But you, you touch kids and you rape people. You're going to go to hell. No, both of us are going to go to hell. Mm -hmm. So when we come to this conclusion that, oh, actually, I'm the same. I'm not the same in our standards, right? I don't think he's the same as his his dad in in, in our standards. But in God's standard, we're all the same, bro. We all fallen short. We all have some kind of blemish. Do you understand? So, So what if he was to judge us the same way, basically? You know, and when I thought about it that way, like, I was able to see my dad as kind of on the same level as me. The problem is we can't see each other on, on the same level. That's the issue. That's why we judge, right? But God is saying, like like me, when I committed my crimes, I'm not the judge. I had to go to Pomona Court, and they were like, because you did this shooting, this is how many years you're going to get, right? So I really, like, I, I wasn't like, oh, I, I'll do 100 days in county. Like, I, I did a shooting, but I, I didn't decide that. Do you understand? But we do that nowadays. That's why there's so much separation. Oh, I'm better than him. The left is this way. The right is this way. Whatever it is, bro. It's all stems from I'm better than you. I'm judging so, you. So, you know, yeah. um, a little background. I, I grew up Christian, mm-hmm. but um, I, I kind of turned my back on faith just because there were so many nights I prayed and nothing changed. For sure. So that's that's why I stopped believing, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> going by Christian's standards mm-hmm. and, and how do you explain sin? Yeah. Would you agree that humans, all born humans, are sinners, right? We're yeah. all sinners. Mm-hmm. So what's to say when we go up to God, when we mm-hmm. die and go up to God, since we're all sinners, mm-hmm. why are we not all going to hell? Uh, because, yeah, there, so there's a debt to pay, right? Like, and people believe that, like, just like any debt, if I owe the bank $10,000, mm-hmm. I can't bring them 10,000 chickens. You know what I mean? I have to bring money, right? There's a debt. The wages like, of sin, yeah. <laughs> right. more than a dollar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I have to pay with whatever it is, which is death. It says in the Bible that the wages of sin is death, right? So what died for us is, is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So he paid our debt. Let's say Viet, right? I'm like, bro, you got $10,000 worth of debt. Bet tomorrow, I'll give you, I'll shoot you 10 G's. Give me your Venmo or whatever it is. And let's say you believe me. 
right? Then you'll give me your, your cash at Venmo and I'll shoot it over to you and you'll receive the blessing of 10,000, right? But let's say you don't believe in me. You're like, yeah, whatever, bro. This guy's capping. He just came to my show. It's, it's not a big deal. Like, I don't believe him. Even if I have $10,000 to give you, you won't receive that blessing. Likewise, Jesus Christ died for everybody. It's this simple. But people don't believe that. They don't believe all of their sins are washed. Yeah. So what happens when you don't believe that your sins are washed? You stay a sinner. Do you understand? So, yeah. And then you cont- what does a sinner do? They continue living a sinful life. And then what, what does that do? It causes you to go to hell. Right? But righteous people... Go ahead. No, 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 keep going. Yeah. I'll say it then. Yeah, so righteous, we're righteous, bro. That's what it comes down to. So people will look at me, and I've had comments like, what, bro, you're righteous? My homies will say the same thing in the beginning. Johnny, if you're righteous, we're all righteous, bro. Like, we know the shit that you did. You know what I mean? But what I'm saying is, I'm not saying I'm righteous because I did good, or I pray well, or I even forgave my father. I'm saying I'm righteous because God died for all of our sins. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Past, present, and future. Go ahead, bro. Here's... There's another factor why I stopped believing mm-hmm. because of that sentiment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in my head, it was like I stopped believing because going by that same sentiment, my father did everything he did that I just said. Mm-hmm. As long as he believed in Jesus mm-hmm. and God, because he mm-hmm. took us to church every Sunday, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And there were multiple times I got beat in yeah. the backseat of my fucking father's truck in yeah. that same church parking lot. Yeah. So when he goes to heaven, right, just because he believes in God and Jesus, mm-hmm. he would be able to go up to heaven. Yeah. But believing in God and Jesus, I don't think your dad has salvation. Be- yeah. Uh, believing in God, right, is, think about it, it's like a relationship. Mm-hmm. Let's say I believe in Jesus, right, but I continue like, okay, so let's say let's, it's a relationship. So let's say I have a wife, right? When I'm single and I don't have a relationship, if I see a pretty girl, I can go and holler and do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. But let's say there's a, there's a really fine girl, OnlyFans model type of chick, right? And then I have a wife now. I can't just go and do whatever I want. I'll think about the relationship that I have. Oh, if I go and sleep with her, how would my wife feel? Same thing. We have a relationship with God, right? God is saying like, hey, I'm your father. Oh, so if I want to go and do drugs, I'll think about him. He wants to reach out and do that type of stuff, that really evil stuff to your, your sister. But if he really had salvation, he would think about it. Is this what God would condone? Mm, exactly. but, technically, but technically, though, mm. I mean, not technically, the Bible says, let's say he did all those horrible things and at his deathbed, mm. he was like, I'm so sorry. Mm. And he no, but legitimately meant it. He still gets to go to heaven, right? No, it's not so, like that, man. Yeah. Well, you're missing the point. The yeah. point is, is that God knows your true heart. Yes. And if you had a relationship, and switching yes. your mind at your deathbed does not, I'm not mean saying, you ever I'm not, fully had salvation. No, but I'm saying if he he knows your true heart and if he's genuinely sorry there for what no he There is no way did. that you can genuinely live your whole life being a scumbag, being a rapist, and then on know. your deathbed. No, you there isn't. Know. No, you know for a fact. If you had any salvation in your heart, you, don't, you wouldn't switch it last minute. There would have been a point. You have to live a life where God knows you live with God. You know what I mean? Like, but even, even with shit like that is... As, as soon as you do it, like, that shit's done. And, and that's, also, the action is done. But that's, that's the point of Jesus Christ is that no human being is past salvation as long as you are truly willing to walk listen, with, with Jesus gra- and God. My gra- grandfather wasn't the cleanest dude. He, like, mistreated. He was an alcoholic and all kinds of things. Yeah. And then at the very end of his life, he did turn to God. But that was, like, yeah. later in his life. He got lung cancer and then died three years later, right? Yeah. But he still had this whole, whatever, 77 years of life where he just wrecked havoc on yeah, people. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, he still gets to go. It's the same thing. No, no, we, so, we don't know if he went to heaven. We'll, we'll yeah. never 
never know, but, truthfully. But he, he, yeah, of, of course. But he genuinely had changed as a person. He so, gets to go. So the issue right now you, is you that... You can't say in things like he gets to... You're acting like you watched him no, get on a train I, to heaven. I know, but I'm you saying... You don't know what I he saw, did. I saw his... Cha- you're trying to say like, oh, he probably... You don't know, but no, I'm you saying... No, I don't know either. Exactly. Stop okay. t- well, all I'm saying is when you're talking absolutes, it, it like... It just diminishes... You know what I'm saying? Like... But that's what... But that's what he's... We will never know... If you, you, God knows if you are of with course. God and you will be judged when you die and you go to heaven. Human beings can never that's, know. That's, that's what I've been trying to say. That's the problem I have. That's what he's struggling with. But what's the issue with that? If the your issue da- is your dad was, what he was saying is your dad never truly was a Christian. Just because you go to church, just because you force your kids to go to church, if you are also molesting your daughter on the side, you're, there's no Christian part about we you. I understand that, but I'm, he's simply saying, right? And now, let's say he's completely stopped. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, as evil as a they human is. wash it away the, the stuff in yeah, the past. Yeah, let's say he never right. apologizes to Vic, so, and he <clears throat> has a change of heart. He, yeah. he gets to go. Yeah. And that's what's the struggle. I just hate you saying he gets to go. Like <laughs> It's like a fucking field trip, and you're like, yeah, he's on that shit. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to argue. I'm just... No, hey, I'm, 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 just a hater. Wow. <laughs> God, he's, he's got a, a dark. Yeah, he just he, he just takes pissing, me. Because if he said it, I'd else? probably been like, yeah. And <laughs> hey, start whispering at each other. Okay. <laughs> no. Stop. Yeah. Last last episode, he made up a lie, and he was like, "Do you guys know eighty seven percent of arguments end if you whisper? Start whispering to each other." And I believed it. I don't know how I believed it. <laughs> I fully believed it. But yeah, so back to the topic. Essentially, that's I'm just trying to. Yeah. Tell you like that's that's where my mind is and yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I stopped believing in Christianity, yeah. right? I understand. And I I maybe in like somehow some way I do become Christian again. Yeah. But as as a very young kid that's always been my mindset is like Yeah. I don't like a religion where you can do whatever this this is and then still as long as you feel bad or whatever cuz yeah. when it comes to situations like that, yeah. Once you do it I believe it's done, and you did like if yeah. there is a heaven and a hell, you're going to hell. Yeah. But Christianity, the whole purpose of the the teachings and everything is like mm-hmm. if you sin and you repent, yeah. then you go to heaven. Yeah. But that's, that's your, the word. Right so so your dad is not just gonna go to hell because he molested. If anybody, there's a lot of people that don't molest people, and they're gonna go to hell. Mm-hmm. So it's not about the the act. It's about what is sin. People get sin misconstrued. The, what we're talking about, molestation, all that, of course, is sin. But those are like the symptoms of sin. All of that comes from unbelief. So if your father, if your father is saying that I believe Jesus as my Lord and Savior, right? He's a savior, meaning he had to save us from something. What did he save us from? Our sins. So when those thoughts come to him, we have a lot of thoughts that are, like it says in the Bible, all of our thoughts are evil. But when I look at it, all my thoughts are evil. I don't believe that. Because a part of me is like, I love my mom. I'll die for my homies. You're going to tell me that's an evil thought. But if you look at that verse, Genesis 6, 5, the first three words says, and God saw. So the way you see things, the way I see things, the way God sees things is completely different. Do you understand? So God is a judge. If he's saying that we're all evil, like, if we all have sin, then yeah, all of us will go to hell, right? Even if like I didn't molest anybody, even if I wasn't a gang member, I was born as a sinner. So I have different types of sin, right? It, it doesn't matter. But sin is sin in front of God, basically. So when he, why I'm bringing this up is because we, 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 we tend to kind of like judge, okay, well, he did this, so he's worse than I am. Yes, in the world, absolutely. But God is not saying that like that's, he's not saying that that's the standard. The standard is what he's saying which is kind of going back to what Jeremy was saying. Like, 
God, he accepts everybody because he sent Jesus. Bro, the, the, the actual sin is unbelief. Not believing in God and believing what or what I feel is the word of God. That's sin. Do you understand? Mm. There's people like Hitler who's killed like 11 million people. But if you read his manifesto, he actually thinks he's doing good. No. Where does that come from? Believing in himself. Oh, I, I'm, I need to eradicate the Jews. So I'm going to follow that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Same thing, bro. Like, I feel you on that. I, I, was in, I was in a gang life. I did all that. Like, I don't like child molesters, bro. I would be right there with you riding on your pops, like straight up. But the problem is that's not that comes also from Satan, bro, because we're we're the people who are like re, like redemption. Like we're the ones who, who are going to like try to like ride on your dad. Right. But it's if God is allowing him to live, well, if he really didn't want that to happen, he could have stopped it, too. So why wouldn't he? It's because we're all sinners, bro. That's what he's trying to make us look look at. Right. So why did I become so miserable is because I held on to that righteousness. Right. We I, I could see that, too, bro. Like. You're never going to say sorry to your dad. Like, that's just what it comes down to. You know, it seems like, right? Mm -hmm. Me too, bro. I'm like, I'm never going to say sorry to my pops. But when I was like that, I felt all that emptiness in my heart, bro. I felt all that misery. I felt all that pain. But what was causing me, was it really my dad he, who did all that? It was actually that right heart that, you know what? No matter what, I'm going to hold this even if it does that, you know? I'm sorry, bro. I like what you said there about the, it's because we believe in ourselves and that's the whole point of Christianity is that like when you put too much power in yourself, like that's where all these issues come from. And then I, I'm not articulate enough to word this about morality, about why I was born from the Bible. But it was like the unbelief or like not believing. Yeah. Like the first version of that was like Eve eating the apple where she went against God's instruction. Yes. Eats this apple, gets this knowledge, and then her children have the first sin or the first murder, yeah. Cain and Abel. And then it's yeah. like all because she chose to believe in herself and this snake, the Satan speaking in her ear over what God, the word Same. of God. And I feel like that right, that, that story is meant to teach us that like when you believe in yourself and in, in your mindset and like, but God didn't do this when I wanted this and blah, blah, blah. You're, you're trusting yourself more than God. And yeah. then that's when every, like you said, sin is, is that. Yeah. It's, it's especially tough though in his situation yeah, when you're a kid and it's you're going to church. Yeah, and so, and, and, all these bad things are happening to you when they say God's going to protect you, right? God looks after his kids. Yeah. And whatever you ask from God, he provides abundance. There's nothing abundant that happened in his life, right? Yeah. So, so I, can under, I, I completely understand where you, you come from. Because yeah. it, was, it was not as intense as you, but similar things happened to me where I was just like, of course. fuck this religion. Yeah. But, so yeah. I actually had an experience where I, my dad's a pastor. But I went completely left, yeah, yeah. and then slowly I've come back, and now I, I believe God. But the thing that I'm really struggling with is, so you're saying, like, depending, I, I agree with you, depending on your human self mm -hmm. is just the beginning to the end because yes. we're just flawed. Right. And so it, I struggle with what it means to truly surrender to God. Uh -huh. So can you explain what surrender means to you? Yeah, surrendering means that um, the word of God is always going to go against our thoughts. Right. If you look at uh, all the stories in the Bible, they all kind of go against the person. So let's say like Moses. Right. Everyone knows the story of Moses. God, if he really wanted to lead the, the, the Israelites out of Egypt, he could have did it himself. Why did he establish Moses? Moses like, bro, I stutter. I'm slow of tongue. Like he and God was like, no, you, I got you. And he's like, no, I, you don't. So right then and there, it's a fight between our thoughts that constantly change or the word of God that never changes. So we have to make a decision. Do you understand? But that's, and same thing, like, like if you look at, um, 
water into wine. You guys have, have you guys aware, he turns water into wine. People are like, oh, that's a miracle. They're missing the whole point. That story is the governor of the feast ran out of wine. And back then, if you disobey the governor, it's death. Do you understand? So they didn't have wine. And then Jesus was like, fill these six water pots with water, right? And, and then draw it out and serve it to him. They're like, bro, he's asking for wine. Like, we're, we literally filled it with water. So he wanted them to go against their thinking and what they saw. And then when he drew it out and went, it was wine. You understand? So it's yeah. like that, bro. So, uh, so can you give an example or, or something recent or something that sticks out to you where everything in your body wanted to fight it, but you went the other? Uh-huh. You know, you surrendered? Like mm-hmm. what? You, yeah, I, I use examples help me connect it. Is yeah. there? So I don't have one personally for me, but I have a homie who actually... He's a model, right? He 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 has a lot of unprotected sex. I'm I'm not gonna say his name, right? All right, I'm gonna. Oh, he's a he's a he's a mattress actor. Yeah, basically. Got it, got it. I was like a model. Okay, yeah, Yeah. he gets a lot of girls. I get it. But But he was going like raw, bro, like straight up, right? And he 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 texted me like about four months ago, and he's like, bro, I have AIDS. Oh fuck. Yeah, and my jaw dropped. But then again, I was like. I don't really, I'm not really surprised. Like, I know that's messed up. Sorry, bro, if you watch this, you know. But I was like, bro, you rocked all your people, like, you know. And then, but then I had a heart, like, why is he, like, how does he know, right? So I asked him, did you get tested? He's like, nah, bro, but I know I have it. He says, because he lost weight. Bro, he lost weight, right? He said he lost weight. Is that a funny turn? So he lost weight, Uh and he said he was having symptoms and stuff like that, right? And, um... You know, so, and he said the, the girl that he was messing with told him basically, go and get oh, tested. Okay. So then I was like, bro, it doesn't matter though. Go and get tested because you're not a, you're not, you know, you're not a doctor. And he was like, nah, bro. He started having all these thoughts. That's embarrassing. You know, I'm going to put my business out there and I just, I don't want to do it. So then he just like kind of ghosted me for like three months. He sent a suicide text, right? Like a month ago. Basically saying, look, bro, I don't believe in God. Fuck God. He allowed all this stuff to happen to me. Like, if, like I told you, Johnny, he ain't real. This and this and that, yada, yada, yada. He was just going on and on. So I was at Lancaster State Prison at this time, right? Right when I was getting out, I got the text. Luckily, because, you know, you can't have your, your phone in prison, right? So I drive all the way down to Alhambra where he lives. And I'm, like, banging on his door. He's not opening up. And he has, like, kind of like a back house like this, right? So... I kind of go in, and this dude's sitting in his boxers, no joke, with a 9 millimeter on his hip. Like, he was about to blow his brains out, for real. So I get him, you know, I decock the gun. I'm like, hey, bro, let's just come to my house. Give me, like, three days. I have Kaiser Permanente. We'll do a full panel. And then after that, we'll deal with it, right? So he's like, whatever. Like, he's just completely out of it, bro. Um, so we go. We do the full panel, AIDS, chlamydia, what, all of that. They draw the blood. They swab the mouth, all of that. It takes, like, 72 hours to get the test results. After 72 hours, I get the little text message, right? And it basically says that he's negative for everything. Oh my God. So, but he was about to blow his brains out. So what did he do? He didn't surrender to the fact that I said, bro, just go and get checked. Why? Because his thoughts were right. They were more right than what I was saying to him, right? So what he did now, he's coming to church with me and he's realizing that, bro, what was causing me, it was the thought. The thought was leading him literally to kill himself. So how do we surrender? Is denying our thoughts. But no one teaches that in the world. What do they teach us? Follow your heart. Yeah. Trust yourself. 
all media is all about like yeah right? trust believe yourself. what you feel that's why i'm and i'm not trying to diss the lgbtq but it's like oh i i'm born a man but i feel like a woman right let's say then they go based off of that and that's on them you know no nothing against that but that's it's all about feelings nowadays that's how you have to deny yourself well i feel like i'm right okay then you're gonna die for it. you're gonna do whatever you can for it but god is saying you're not right though your thoughts are not right and that's how we surrender you understand <laughs> who's the the pastor like you are so articulate and you've digested the bible in a way that i've never heard before where did you learn this from you picked this up yourself or who kind of like the pastor bro so the pastor kind of gave me just the the tools and then it's it's kind of like you know obviously god says he gives wisdom so for me, I use a lot of like past experiences and I was like when it, when you read the Bible. So I've read the Bible front to back 20 times now. Oh, brag right? much? No. Yeah. <laughs> Flexed on you yeah. and your poor reading comprehension. <laughs> I was like, I need a picture Bible. <laughs> uh, illustration. <laughs> I'd be sounding out every letter with my finger. <laughs> In the, 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 the. <laughs> Also, yeah, he has great memory. He keeps dropping verses. Oh, yeah, he has like, great memory. Yeah, so. I think that you're also very good with names. Yeah. Like, you know all of our names. I don't oh, even yeah. know if I told you my name. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know all of our names. Well, he, so, so he, you, he literally <laughs> said she. And I said Esther. <laughs> so, so you've read the Bible 20 times? Yeah, front to back. So why I feel like it's not a man-made book, because when I was in the pen, right, I read The Art of War by General mm. Sun Tzu. That was a dope book, bro, honestly. And... The first time I read it, my mind was blown, right? I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, you could fight without fighting and this and that. It's a banned book in prison, by the way. You can't get it, but you, you can, you know, COs kind of have it with them. You pay them a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I read it once. The second time I read it, I just picked the parts that I liked. By the third time I read it, it got boring. Oh, man, you know, I already know this and this and that. It wasn't new anymore. But the crazy thing about the Bible is that every time I read it, I discover something new. All these analogies essentially come from the Bible, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, literally. It's just the way I break it down is probably in a different way. But the core message is the same message. I mean, nobody's <laughs> broken down the water wine story the way you did it to teach the lesson, right? So it's like... But how many people do you speak to about the Bible? I grew up in the church, man. I know, but you yeah, grew up. PK, you, were, you, were, you were a kid. Yeah. How many, how many people do you talk school? to about it? It's, no, you're no, a kid. I know. You're a grown man now. Again, I don't, right? I don't like your attitude. <laughs> the way that you're saying... Whisper I'm just it. saying, as a, as so as no, a, I know, so I understand. So I've come back. So I, what? I, so my dad, I recently saw him, and he was saying, I think that you're, the next step for you is like, I'm glad that you believe in God again, but the next step for you is to find somebody that is like a deep theologian of yeah. the word. And yeah. He's like, you're not gonna. So like you can read it all you want and try to digest it, but you, you need to find someone you could break it down. Now, yeah. the problem with that for me is it's still me as a human deciphering if another human if i just agree with him it's still like I do you. i like the way you teach it versus like do i truly know if you're yeah. teaching it the right way yeah it's still kind of based on my own understanding and yeah. what i feel like makes me feel a certain way so yeah yeah but and bro, i mean i like the way you're teaching yeah. it yeah let's have a bible study session bro dude i'll, sure, I'll break it down off down, off camera yeah i'll yeah, break man. it down for you yeah. guys in a way that even a hard-headed knucklehead like me understood and and if i could change bro yeah. you guys are way ahead of me you know what i mean like straight up were you naturally good in school no bro oh, was i was a hustler i'm not gonna lie like yeah. i was always about making money and stuff but i mean in terms of school no i was gonna uh, say also on the surrender thing i feel isn't like you uh listening to the pastor and, and apologizing to your father that's a 
pretty good example of that, no? Like, you yeah. went against your... Every thought, every moral exactly. compass of the world was like, that, there's no way you should apologize. Exactly. But you did, and then it ended up in... Yeah. yeah. And there's some people that don't, but what I'm saying is, like, God, I believe, like, when he sees that you're truly going to surrender, he's not going to do you dirty. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy has a chance. Let me just, like, F with him. Like, that's not how it works, you know? Like, I was afraid. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm going to apologize to this dude who beat me every single day. What if he's like, yeah, that's right, huh? And I, I was going to feel bad about that. And I honestly, I was afraid that I might kill him. Because if I say sorry, and then he's like, yeah. And then that rage, when you see red, it's you can't stop it. Especially a person like me. You know, I, I, I had an anger issue. So I really, you know, but when I went against that, and Pastor was faithful enough to ask me to do that, bro. Like, that's some down stuff. Like, to ask somebody who got out for a shooting to apologize and like you know what i mean and just be like oh it wasn't me you know like what can you do say it like that that is some gangster (laughs) shit yeah it's like but you drink hard seltzers not really because they're gross yes they are they got that weird aftertaste yes they do what if i told you we remove that completely Mm. Mm. okay okay you can have a little little sip it's not gonna taste like a truly nope absolutely not that's weird yeah what are these? This is nectar. Asian flavors. Oh my god. Appreciate it. Thank you for supporting. How, how do you feel about um, psychedelics? Like, like just taking them? Have you? Psych- yeah. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't. Okay. So I haven't actually taken. Well, I've t- like shrooms. Right, but and DMT stuff like that is yeah, what you guys yeah. all, all of the uh, above yeah, because because to me I felt like that brought me back to to God. Yeah, yeah. I hear that a lot, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I hear Same that a lot. Me. Yeah, but I mean I've never experienced that type mm. of stuff to be honest with you. Mm. I'm more old school, bro. Like yeah. weed, coke, <laughs> not anymore. Meth. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's like, kept going. <laughs> Basically, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not into all that that stuff, bro. That other stuff, yeah. So we we did um, ayahuasca very recently. Yeah. Do you know about ayahuasca? I've or? heard of it. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you can brief me a little bit. Yeah. So ayahuasca is a plant. They call it a plant medicine, and essentially most people that take it have a very similar experience, where it's like he worded it like it's a year of therapy in one weekend. Crazy. But uh, but the way I felt like it was like God ripped open my my pineal gland. And just like like ripped it open and let me watch every part of my life that has created who I am today. Mm-hmm. And it felt like God doing it because every lesson I learned, I, I grew up Christian as well. And then I had my own like, you know, ups and downs and stuff. And I'm very much more Christian now. Yeah. But if it was he like every- dressed like it, but he, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, anyway, it felt like everything I learned, it felt so profound and like a universal fact and like truth. And then. Once I accepted it, I was like, it felt like even just in that moment, my life got better from like giving up my addictions and things like that. But then I was like the whole time like this, I've learned these things. And it felt like as I I felt like my brain accepted it quicker because I I had good pastors in my life that there was a point in my life where I was like 16 trying to read the Bible every day. And I went to a criminal boarding school reading the Bible every day. And like you said. And like my mom has told me and like your dad has told you, it didn't mean nothing to read the Bible by myself. I was reading yeah. this shit, like reading the same blurb four times. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like it's hella old words. And then, uh, and then, you know, and, and like imagine him, like the way he explained it, right? You, we, you need a, somebody who's broken it down fully. And, 
and that's why I was like, I read the Bible. I felt like I was doing my, my part to get closer to God and I couldn't do it. Yeah. So then when I went to college, I fell, I fell away again, did psychedelics. And then that, then I like felt God. And that's what it felt like where it was like almost like an undeniable feeling of spirit. I think people do psychedelics and they go the route of new age spirituality yeah. where it's like, Oh, I'm spiritual, not religious. You know what I mean? Yeah. I believe in the one truth though. And then it's like, so, but and then ayahuasca, what I learned and why I was so ready to accept it, I think it was like, I've been new this. Like I learned this so long ago, I just forgot about it. And it took this extremely powerful hallucinogenic to like sun me. Loopy plant. Loopy plant. And just like absolutely like humble me and teach me the lessons again. And then I was just like, but this story in the Bible teaches the same exact thing. And, uh, you know, and that's kind of why I feel like people who are truly walking with God, they don't need ayahuasca or shrooms or heroic dosages of shrooms to, to see the same things. I don't think it could hurt. Actually, I don't think it could hurt at yeah. all. But I'd be very interested for my dad to try one day. One, and my mom, dude, there, <laughs> did I tell you this story of my mom? When uh, the first time I had a spiritual awakening from acid, I came home. Uh, paper? Loopy paper? Loopy paper. It's, I, it's done. The, the deal is done. I've, hey, I've, I've lost this money already. No, all right? no, no, I apologize. We're just, just going to keep trying. Okay. We're not going to give up so on I you. Took the, I took the loopy paper, right? And then... Um, and then I came home after my trip and I had basically gone through a spiritual awakening and, and I was like researching a lot of Christian things online. My mom burst into my room and she looks like she was tripping. And I was like scared because I'm like, does she know I'm on drugs? Like, and then, but then she's like talking to me and she's like, I just had a spiritual awakening tonight and just like word vomiting. She was like possessed. And she was talking about how she was praying and like basically like just said things that basically I'm like, I just went through that, but I was on drugs and you, you <laughs> were just paper. praying at church and you're now telling me the state on the same day, dude. And I was like shocked. And that made me a little scared because it felt too <laughs> unreal. Um, but yeah. And, and the, like, that's when I was just like, it, it was like God showing me like, look, you had this, you took, you took loopy paper to achieve <laughs> what your mom just did praying at church but my mom also has been going to church like devoutly for a long it takes a while to achieve that type of enlightenment what's, what's kind of crazy though is like my parents have it's cool about them is they're continuing continually growing at their older age yeah. and they were saying how even what they thought was them interpreting the bible in the right way was incorrect yeah and so like that is always you know like a i'm a worrier i'm like you know you could you could go you could go for like five years interpreting the Bible thinking you don't know it the right way, but it's, to me, that's where I think like plant medicines and in the right situation will pull you out and really yeah. allow you to look at yourself as, as a bird's eye view. Because think yeah. about all the condescending Christians there are as well, thinking yeah. that they're they know this, and yeah, 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 holy yeah. art thou. So, so I, uh, to answer like kind of that part or kind of chime in on that is um, for me, like there. So the Bible, there's a message. There's an actual message. People like to fight about the like knickknacks, the small stuff, right? But there's a there's a simple message in the Bible that you can see from the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament. It's basically somebody had to come, a Messiah, and pay for our sins. Every religion, if you think about it, teaches you to do good. Yeah. Hinduism, Buddhism, they all teach you to do good things. Christianity, if you're a real Christian, really teaches you that you can't do it without the help of God. Right. So that's like the main message. People like to fight this and that. There's one Bible, there's 44,000 denominations. It's crazy. So I do agree with you in that where it's like, how do you know? You know, but going back to the Bible, like if you get the main message, like like if I write a message to you and I'm like, Jeremy, bro, let's uh, meet me in Arizona next week. And, you know, like hope everything's good. Hope your show is good. Like the main message is not hope your show is good. It's meet me in Arizona. Right. Same thing. People like focus on the small things. 
but it's like bro as long as you have the general actual like foundational message correct it, it's you're, you're good you know? i tell that to people i'm like god is pretty simple yeah. it's like you can look at the 10 commandments and know what you should and shouldn't be doing and yeah. people argue well you know what whatever the reasons are right yeah. like oh like if i drink once i'm going to hell I'm like no you're missing the point yeah. but uh yeah yeah uh, i'd like to ask our our <laughs> A woman well, over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't said much. Huh? You haven't well, said much. It's downloading into your brain. Because I'm Patrick? No, no. I'm just, I just feel like you're listening. <laughs> I no, mean I, that no, in no, a no, mean no, way. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. No, no I, I've been listening. And also, I was like shaking a little when he was talking about some stuff because it kind of like resonated with me as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to like talk because I feel like my voice is going to be really shaky. So I just, I, just, I just sat down and just listened. Are you yeah. good? Are you good to share any thoughts or? Um, <coughs> I I'm okay for now. I'm curious how how you feel how you're digesting. Uh, I'm digesting pretty well, but I, like I don't think. Wait, no, I'm not talking through. about your food. <laughs> digesting the information. No, the food's not digesting. Oh, okay, I but, thought you were. Uh, about the information the is, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna be honest. Like, I either I'm not ready yet, or I still like I still stand on my stance. Yeah, for sure. And I think a big part of it is also, like this this might sound very humanly or or whatever the word is for it, but when I turn my back on Christianity and faith in God, um, what really cemented it in my brain was when I ran away from home mm -hmm. at seventeen. Mm -hmm. So in my head, it's 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 always a constant like, if I had stayed there, like. I, I've said this before. If I, if, I, if I had stayed in that house, I probably would have ended up killing myself mm -hmm. at a very young age. Mm -hmm. So in my head, it's I saved myself, not God. For sure. Mm -hmm. And that, that's still where I stand. Yeah. But I respect that. I respect that. I, I'm just curious, like the, the part about the surrender doesn't do you feel like that applies there where it's like it? What sin is, is being what, like, how did you describe it again? Like the. It's unbelief. Up. It's right. unbelief. Right. So, unbelief. So the and it's the belief in yourself that begets so the rest of sin. What's, what's stopping me from that is I put full belief in God when I was young, like teenage years. Mm. Um, I prayed. I, I did everything right. And um, and honestly, even growing up, like around your age, that's when I started messing around, like hanging out with gang members and shit. Yeah. And I didn't even. I was still in the mindset of I don't want to piss my pops up. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna stay away from this a little bit. Like, I'm, I'll kick, I'll kick it with y'all. I know shit, but I'm not gonna become a gang member myself. I still want to do good, uh, based on my, my pops' words. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like I did try to s truly surrender. Like, I, d I tried to do everything right. I prayed. I, blah blah blah. This and that. Mm -hmm. Nothing changed until I myself ran away from home mm -hmm. and did everything on my own. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, that's that's where I stand, and that's why I stand on what I stand on. Yeah, I understand, bro. I mean, I for me, it was just different. You know, whenever I trusted myself, like, I didn't think deeper than, like, the moment. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So, uh, that led me to go to, like, I didn't, no one wakes up and goes, I'm going to go to prison today. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like, but I found myself in that position when I trusted myself fully. And I, I didn't come from a Christian background, so I can't speak on that aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I do know is that what my mom and everyone told me and this world taught me was, you're right. You know what's best for you. So you're the master of your own destiny. But when I led my life, I was empty. I was miserable. Another you know? thing, too, was the way that you were being taught the Bible or going to church or whatever it is was probably also the 
the opposite. It was From a very place of evil. Yeah. yeah, a place of man saying like, "I'm gonna control you." Yeah, like I, I would agree. Literally, like there was times where. You know, my parents, obviously, when they didn't know better, they're like, oh, the Bible says don't spare the rod. I'm like, I don't think it means literally hit me. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? But there was people that used that. And, yeah, and old, right. old heads in my church would be like, yeah, that's facts. I'm like, nah, you guys are just abusive. Yeah, <laughs> you want an excuse like, to beat this the shit out of No, me. that shit pissed me off because I was like, this makes no sense to me. This yeah. makes no, like, yeah, anytime they, I'd get beaten it's because I love you, I'm like, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Uh, I, w- uh, I would say I'm like 90% closed off. There's there's always going to be a part of me that, like, I'm open to, if, if it somehow connects to my head, yeah. I'm open to it. It will, wa- it will one there, day. There is a lot of just, like, doubt in my brain. Yeah, I feel you, bro. I, yeah. feel you. Okay. I don't really know what it is to surrender still. And, like, I don't know what I should do in order to surrender. I feel, for me, um, an example would be, me not having sex anymore it was like it's like my thoughts and everything i want to do but that's is because you're imperfect what do you mean but i'm perfect oh you just no, ruined it now i don't want to fucking say anything no no no, I, no no i really want to know because i don't know how to just let god it's like, like okay you know? so my my human instincts and urges always tell me to just have sex with all the women i want to have sex with mm-hmm. but during my trip, what it like the, all the things, the way it showed it to me, and it was like it, that's like it was like I surrendered to what I learned in the trip, right? I could have came out of the trip and just started went right back to, to piping girls mm-hmm. because I still want to do that. It does nothing has changed about my desires and what I want, and it's like, but I have chosen to trust what I saw, what I feel like was God showing me, and I'm going to not do this because I know what I want, I know what what my purpose is, right? And I'm like. I know this isn't going to bring me any closer anymore. So it's like, let me just trust the fact that if I refrain from this thing that I love doing all the time, that I will, that God, that God's plan will flourish for me. It'll, Mm -hmm. it'll become clear for me. uh, Coming to the point of fully surrendering was not my choice, but you have to come to the conclusion of like complete failure. And, and that means like, for me, it was easy because when I, when I assessed my life, and I did everything that I wanted to do, it always ended in that sadness and emptiness. So I couldn't trust myself anymore, right? Like if somebody says one thing and does another thing, like we're not going to trust them, right? We trust people who like keep their word, right? But I noticed something, I feel like God showed me this was, Johnny, every time you say you're going to do something, you always like end up tricking yourself. There's a Bible verse that says that, right? Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, and the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So when you look at it, it says the heart is deceitful, which means it's a liar, right? It's it's deception above all things. That means it's the biggest liar. And then it says it's desperately wicked. So not just bad, but super evil. And the last part is most important. It says, who can know it? When someone goes, who knows? That means nobody knows. Nobody thinks that their heart is desperately wicked. That's why they trust it. Do you understand? So God is showing us, you don't know. That's why you have to read this thing. And someone has to break it down. So when I actually thought about it, I'm like, that's true. Because as he was saying, he was piping down women, right? (laughs) He's like, bro, I want this and I want... And and he thought it was good, but then why is he stopping it? He's trying to stop it now because... You know, if it was really good, he would continue doing it, right? Yeah. But the thing is, it leaves you with emptiness and void and stuff like that. And he's starting to realize, like, dude, my heart does lie to me. I want to do drugs, and I'm all good. And on the come down, though, I'm just like, man, what am I doing? I got to get my life together. So it's not, it's not like, our hearts lie to us all the time. Go ahead. I think um, this, this was just like a passing, fleeting thought. Um, 
if you in my in my head like how I picture it right to you it was like you were like a drowning man with your arm up about to drown and God came and saved you right mm. I felt like he drowned I no not <laughs> even that I don't blame God for anything I, I blame my pops but in my head it's more like I was a drowning kid with my hand up and God slapped my hand away and then I found a ship and I hoisted myself up on that ship for sure but and who sent the ship Hmm? <laughs> Who sent the ship? Why wouldn't he just pick me out of the water? Because God does things in funny ways. Because the things <coughs> you've gone through, right? You see the way that people kind of comment on stuff and they're like, dude, the way that Vit spoke about his experiences really resonates with me, blah, 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 right? That's how I feel about this platform. I've gotten, there's people watching us. There's people that resonate with my story. And if I share with them how I come back, how I live now and it's bettered me to be with God, I feel like they'll watch that and become better. So for you... I feel like it's a similar situation. Like, the, like, who wants to listen to a rich trust fund baby talk about how their, you know what I mean, how bad their life was and how, like, you know, they wor worship God. Of course you worship God, dude. You're blessed in every way in our human it's minds. Easy for you. But yeah. people like us who've gone through certain tragic events, those in the Bible, too, God always uses, like, the people that you would never think yeah. would walk with God prostitutes kings and slavers and murderers and warriors and all these types of people because they are the ones that the the sinners that the sinners can relate to yeah. you know what i mean so mm -hmm. if you were to let's say it's let's say you have this arc where you you have all this trauma and all this shit going on in your life and then you become this like better man because you found god or whatever and you have this greater purpose and you fixed yourself think of everyone watching that looks up to you because you went through some similar shit how they would feel you know what i mean and maybe they would start to fix their lives because they saw you do it yeah, that's kind of the messages I've been getting, bro. Was yeah. like, bro, I thought I was the only one. Like, man, I, I lived in that gang. Like, like, enemies are hitting me up, too. Like, bro, I, I, I thought you were an enemy. But, man, much respect. Like, we're literally the same. You just rep this side, and I rep this side, you know? So kind of what he was saying. But also to answer what you're saying, Vit, like, um, there was a, there's an elder in our church, bro, and he was an Olympic cyclist back then, right? And there was some pre-qualifiers pre uh, in New York in, in 2000. Right in September. So um, this dude, he broke his. So on September 10th, he broke his ankle like he snapped it in two. Oh mm -hmm. Right. And then he was cursing God like, God, I go to church. You know, I love you. I preach the gospel. What the hell is your problem? Like my life is ruined now. I can't even get to the Olympics, basically. Right. And then um, the next day, September 11th, his flight went through the first tower. Right. And he was just like he started crying. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I thought that you were actually doing this, but you were saving me, basically. So that was his particular experience. And that's where he started to realize, like, how I think of things, like, it might not be right. But why only him? Why not save everybody on that flight? Right. So people ask that, too. Right. So I think when it comes down to it, I don't know exactly in that aspect why God did that. Right. But for him, especially like he's one of like our biggest elders. He actually preaches the gospel with me, goes to prisons with me. And he's like reaching a lot. And this guy is one of those trust fund babies who's super rich, white. So God uses everybody. Right. You know what I mean? So there without I feel like without pain, how are we going to know what like happiness is? Mm -hmm. Right. Without despair, how do we know what hope is? There has to be that. Well, I let's feel say, like I feel too much pain and now I can't feel happiness. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that that is something like I feel sad when he says that. Bro. Yeah, it's Honestly, sad. I ain't gonna lie. You know, but for me, bro, I felt a lot of pain, too. You know, but uh, nowadays when I connect my heart to God, honestly, I feel nothing but happiness, bro. You know, 
Like it's it's not and it's not like I'm better than you, but when I was able to put down what I felt and thought and like my judgments, because I agree with you in these aspects. But when I did that, bro, think about it. It's like my son, right? To answer that question, my son, right? He's 14, right? I drive a BMW. He was like, Dad, let me let me drive your BMW. Recently he said this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, No, bro, you're 14. <laughs> right? I was like, I love you. I'm I don't want you to crash. If you don't get crashed, you'll get caught. If you don't get caught, something will happen. And in the end, you know what he told me? You don't love me. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's because I love you. And as I'm trying to explain it to him, he was so mad at me. I just bought this dude Jordan's 11 Space Jam. (laughs) And he's like, you don't love me. So a part of my heart was like, I I was mad at him, honestly. But the other side of me, I realized this is how I am in front of God. God lets things happen to me. And I'm like, why? Right. But then I don't understand that he's actually loving me. He if he gives me everything that I want. I, I don't, why do I need, let's say my life was good. Your life growing up was perfect, right? Had a father who was actually a father who didn't do stuff like that, gave you everything that you wanted, right? If that's the case, why would you need God? God wants a relationship with us, but we are people, bro. We turn away from God automatically. And so how does he get us back? Allowing the pain. Like for me, bro, like he's everything for me. Do you understand? Because I followed myself. I didn't even believe in God. I thought he was white. Like, I didn't even know anything, bro. I was just like, this guy, he's a white Jesus. And people are like, bro, he's freaking Jewish. Like, you know? And I'm, but I, I didn't care about him. And when I had nothing to do with him and I judged him, I thought every Christian was crazy. Who lives by reading a book? Like, their whole life off of a book that somebody made and probably tweaked within, like, 2,000 years or whatever. That, but when I live like that, I didn't live happy. I was out there banging on people, shooting people, in prison, stabbing people, getting beat up, all kinds of stuff. But when I was able to like give and surrender all of my beliefs and just give it one shot, it changed me, bro. Like I don't even think like my video went viral because it was because I was talking about watching. Like, no, I was talking about the stuff I learned from the Bible and was able to pour that out and apply it to my life. And that reached people like that. You know what I mean? Because he reached out to me. Yeah. You know, so I I I feel like yeah, God allowed me to go th- through these things. And I'm actually very thankful because we wouldn't have this conversation if that wasn't the case. You know what I'm saying? I would probably look at Vit and I wouldn't have tats and be like, look at this guy. <laughs> What's wrong with him? Disgusting. Got you across know, like, the street now. Uh-huh. Right, so. That's true. Yeah. No, I um ex-Harvard grad probably. <laughs> that was uh that was a that was a very interesting way to put it, because like I say, um one of one of my biggest things in my brain is like the only the only what's the word solace? Like the only yeah. Peace. Peace I have with my childhood is that it made me who I am today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I understand, uh, bro. So maybe I'm just not ready yet. Maybe that's it. Yeah. The, that's okay. Yeah. The, the thing ready. is, the thing is, like, I, I, I believe that God gives you these little moments in your life. Like him, that video, you finding that video at 2 a.m., him yeah, sitting crazy. in front of you. Yeah. These are just little, like, steps, right? And that he even lives in L.A. Like, what if he was like, oh, I'm in Florida. Yeah. See you later. Kid. That was that was what was crazy to me. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I'm right here in LA." You know. Yeah. Um, the the other thing too that I I kind of go back and forth on or I struggle with is like the idea that, you know, like what he was saying is like, why didn't he save any everybody else on the plane? Mm-hmm. And that is something that I it's hard for like you explained it well, but it's still a struggle for people to believe that like, what is this God playing yeah. God essentially? But <clears throat> ultimately, it is free. It's like we talk about how God will give you things. And take things away or whatever it is or put things in your life in yeah. really mirac- mir- miraculous ways. Yeah. But he also gives us complete free will. Yeah. So that's where I struggle where it's like, 
yeah, it's like, you know, obviously we make our own decisions, yeah. but somebody getting on a plane is like, that's not like a yeah. sinful or loving yeah, yeah. decision. Okay. Like, so to explain that, what popped up for me is like, okay, so, so let's say like, you know, there's a shepherd and, and it, what he does is he, he groups the, the sheep together, right? When does a sheep become like isolated and killed by wolves? Ne they're never attacked when they're by themselves. But when the sheep is looking at, oh, this patch of grass is nice. He goes to this patch and he starts leading away from the, the group. Then all of a sudden he's surrounded by sheep. Do you understand what I'm saying? So likewise, when we... Oh, surrounded by wolves? Oh, surrounded by wolves, yeah. I'm sorry. But likewise, when we actually look at things that we want, like, oh, this looks better. Let me go and follow this desire and that desire. And as we follow ourselves mm -hmm. again, we get isolated. It's not that God, the sheep, the shepherd didn't lead them correctly. It's like, bro, there's a patch of grass over there. I don't like fuck what you guys are saying. I'm going over there. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? And that's what we do. We make our own decisions. And yes, we have free will. But God allowed free will for us to understand that we're not God and when we're not perfect. So when we realize, damn, I made mistakes, the smart thing to do is kind of to return. And they call that repentance. Do you understand? So, mm -hmm. yeah, whereas people think like, well, repenting is let me just stop smoking weed. Yeah, that's part of it. But true repentance is realizing that, oh, I'm not a person who can do anything without God. That's what it comes down to. But people, they don't get to that position. They still think, no, I could do it. And God says, I am the way, the life, the truth. When you say the way, it means only way. But if you have your own way, you're not going to go that way. You're going to go your own way. I you guess know. it's like random chance, right? If I step out in the street and get run over by a car, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, somebody that feels close to me be like, well, what the fuck? Like, was yeah. that God? It's like, and it, I don't know. Yeah. There's things that just happen that are unexplainable. So then yeah. just as humans, we get nitpicky about those things. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I struggle with that. But mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. I'm very nitpicky with all the, mm -hmm. with everything. Should we go through these discussion topics? <laughs> no, I'm curious about one. Are you oh. are you married? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm curious as a like after I seen you blow up, I seen a lot of clips and it was like <laughs> it was hella thirsty women. Yeah, bro. And I was like, so I'm I mean talking to you now, you're you're extremely disciplined and like true in your faith. So it's like, are you getting a lot of that like inflow from Satan? And, Absolutely. Bro. Yeah. He's trying to use the oldest trick in the book. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's I nice. felt I was a victim. And he's like, and I'm just sampling a little bit here and there just to make sure it's Satan. No, I'm just <laughs> hey, Satan, yeah. that's you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just make sure again. <laughs> uh, that was me. So, I mean, in those situations, right, it's like, you know, it's, someone someone told me the other day, they're like, well, Jesus hung out with, like, sinners. I'm like, yeah, I don't think Jesus is, like, piping horns. <laughs> So, so for, for you, right, like, yeah, yeah like, you know, because you, you, you also said you still hang out with your old crew. There's probably temptations, things like that. What? So do I don't, so I don't kick it with the homies when they go out to the club and mm. stuff like that. Because I don't trust myself. You know, I don't, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm Jesus. And now, you know what I mean? Like, I, no, if there's big booty strippers around, I mean, <laughs> let's keep it real. Right? Yeah. 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 knows what's up, bro. Right? So it's, 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 I realize like, I can't trust myself. That's where it comes down to. The homies are like, bro, just come out. Because they love it. You know, when I come out, I'm like the dude who kind of keeps the balance of everything. You know, and, and so they always ask me, like, bro, let's go here. We're going to go to Playhouse. We're going to go here. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm good. And at first, they feel some type of way. But they start to see that I'm living happier than they are. Mm. You know, it's like they have everything. I have homies who still make money and trap and make like 100K a month. But they come to me and they're like, 
I'm empty, bro. I'm like, yeah, I mean, a girl is just a, we've been, we've all been through it. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm, oh, sorry. Oh, just adjusting. <laughs> no, I was kidding. Uh, um, so because of temptation, you would rather not go to the strip club or like the club, right? Yeah. Um, do you think that married men or men with girlfriends should go to the club, like bachelor parties or whatnot? Um, letting the audience know. <laughs> so should they go to ba- married married women? Go married to- married men uh-huh. and men with girlfriends. Do uh-huh. you think do you think it's okay to go to the strip club? I mean, if they're you know knowing that you know as humans we get tempted. Yeah, if they know that, then I I don't think they should honestly. But to be real, like mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't. <laughs> Are you guys laughing? Well, I was just letting them know. I'm not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> say what you want to say with your chest. I right can't. Now. Just say it. Not our place to say. It. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. We're, this this is an internal thing going on okay, right okay. now. Yeah, I apologize. Are you? Huh? Well, no. no um, I was, oh, sorry. Well, I was just gonna bring it back a little bit. I feel like we missed some parts. Uh, and not to not to make it heavy again, but you said, um, like I said, I've watched your interview. You said that. When your when your homie died, like mm-hmm. your best friend died, yeah, it should have been you, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were go- gonna go to the right, and then for some reason he went to the right, you went to the left, right? Did you deal with um like survivor guilt? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, and I talked to the pastor about that. You know, I was like, pastor, I was supposed to die. You guys don't even know it. It was kind of eating at me for a little bit. Did you honest. blame yourself for his death? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I was the one that essentially planned it. Yeah. Right. So of course I there's no no way wrapping my head around it. I couldn't push it off. And but at that moment, that was a really pivotal moment for me to not trust myself. The pastor was like, That happened, Johnny, because you didn't think deeply. You literally thought like we're gonna get this lick, we're gonna get this bag. You know, this guy's a well known drug dealer. Like you just thought up to there. Yeah. So like you never thought deeper than that. You know, and that's really what caused the issue. So it was actually not that it was a good thing that it happened because obviously rest in peace to the homie. But he was saying like for you, it was a pivotal moment for you to realize that because not a lot of people experience stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of people that don't have to go to that position that I I reached, you know. But did I feel that way? Yeah. And and I would it was it was a point where like. I would every time I, I I had to like take like sleeping pills or something like that to fall asleep because at night my thoughts would just attack me. These things would just come and it would just snowball. But that also had to happen so that because when I talk about that in other podcasts, people hit me up and like Johnny, I I literally feel the same thing. Like there's nights where I'm like, I want to stop thinking, but why can't I stop thinking? Because those are not our thoughts. You understand? Like, these thoughts are getting poured into us. What I believe is from the evil spirit. So if it's your arm, if I reach out and grab something, like, and pull it back, like, that's my arm. I'm in control of it. But if my arm starts doing all this crazy stuff, it's no longer me who's in control. Likewise, if you if it's your thoughts, you should be able to say, okay, I'm done thinking these negative thoughts. I'm going to sleep. But if they keep coming after that, it's no longer your thoughts. Mm. You know? That's bars. Yeah. <laughs> crazy bars. Yeah. Um, uh, before we get to the discussion, so uh, when you're saying about like avoiding temptations and making sure, what I've noticed is even like Christian men or people that I'd say were very disciplined in their life, suddenly in my life I'm having a bunch of people around me that are cheating on their wives or all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, are you. What? Nothing, nothing. Sorry. Are you like, you know, in that situation, 
being, you know, do you ever like, what is the discipline that you kind of put in yourself every day? Or like, what are the biggest struggles that you kind of deal with? And is it, is it literally just praying to God every day and avoiding situations or it's like, you can't live in a bubble, you know? Right. Um, so I meet when there's like people around me. So let's say there's women who want to counsel, right? Like if, if I was to counsel like Esther, right. Then I'll be like, Hey bro, let's go together. Mm. Do you understand? Cause if we go one-on-one, like who knows what would happen? Flesh is flesh. Do you understand? Like, if it's too attractive people, it's bound to happen. Too. Right, exactly. Right? She you wouldn't. Worry, you don't have to worry about me. Yeah, I'm yeah. sexual. <laughs> 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 but basically, yeah. no, no so more. you set up safeguards for yeah, yourself. Yes, I set up safeguards yeah. for myself, you know? And, and it's also having a relationship with the pastor, too, because he's going to lead me. Do you understand? Like, I need to be led because I tried to lead my own life. Mm. And people may think, like, oh, that's, like, crazy that you would put your... But if someone is... Like, we do that with mentors. People hire therapists and stuff like that, you know? How I see it is I'm a mental patient and church is my hospital. Like, if I I do crazy stuff in church, it's okay because that's what mental people do at the hospital. But it's when I come out on the streets and I start going crazy, like, that's when it becomes a problem. You know what I mean? So that's why I stay in church. It's not because I want to. It's not because I'm sing- singing hallelujah every day. I, sometimes I don't even like going to church, for real. But it's I realize that, oh, if I disconnect from this thing, it's like I'm going to rot away sooner or later. I will go back to my homies. I will go and be around temptation. Maybe the first night, second night, maybe not. But sooner or later, bro, I'm going to fall into it. Yeah, some one of my favorite co- quotes is "discipline is freedom," and it's like you know people probably see you and they're like, "You're so happy," and you know life seems so easy for you. But in you know what I'm really getting out of this is you work really, really hard every day to keep mm-hmm. that peace. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I try to keep my my schedule busy doing podcasts and me because any time I have like they say idle hands is the work of the devil right so like when you sit there and you're just like have free time that's when bullshit just comes to you and you just start doing like I gotta do something I used to be the type where if I stay at home I can't be at home I'll start feeling lonely so I'm trying to find shit to do and even and it gets to the point where it's like if we're just gonna go out and do drugs at somebody's house like I'm with it it's better than staying home Mm -hmm. you know so so I was right so it, it it's it's I keep myself busy in that way, having Bible studies. There's a lot of people who hit me up, you know, and, and who actually are, like, wanting counseling and wanting, like, seeking help. And that helps sustain me, too. Because if I'm sitting there doing the work of God, I don't have time to be doing all the other stuff. I don't have time for the BS, basically. An example on the idle idle hands thing, it's like, uh, I realize I got to start waking up early. And because I have this, like, chronic, like, I'm a late night person. Mm-hmm. I was a bartender. Like, every oh, yeah. aspect of my life has prepared me to have this circadian ry- rhythm. But what I noticed is late at night is when I get, when nothing, there's no, like, I can't have work relations, right? So I'm doing work, but there's no, like... Like, I'm not talking to him. I'm not because ta- everyone's sleeping. But what then happens then is like, who is up? My mind starts wondering, like, who is up? What girl will come up? Like, you get lonely. No one's talking to you. And then you're like, it, it's that time of the hour where, like, lust starts to set in. And then I, if if it's like if I go to sleep at 10 p.m., like, who's coming over at 8? You know what I mean? Like, and that's why I was like, if I was just a 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. kind of guy, I would I wouldn't even have that temptation. Also with porn and jerking off. Sometimes I'm just bored, right? And I'm like, it's like late at night, I got nothing to do. I'm about to go to sleep. Oh, great idea. Let me let me nut. And then it's like not a good idea. But it, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like That's real, bro. When I, when I leave when I let <laughs> myself stay real, up man. to when You're I giving let him your masturbation habits. He didn't come here for this. Hey, I'm just trying to be honest, all right? I'm not a liar. <laughs> 
But uh, but yeah, so that's Why just what I'm saying. Me? <laughs> I, don't know. I lied about that one whisper statistic because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wanted you to start. Well, you yell too loud, you know. That's just my voice, man. Yeah. Are you guys related? No, <laughs> no. Do they Racist. look alike? They're yeah. Yeah. Wow, for my own people's, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, they're not you related. Guys have that like brother. Like, they're they're, no, they're just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I raised them from a, from when he was a seed. <laughs> you came from my nut. <laughs> Um, now nah, we're just we're business partners. We're 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 close homies now. And, and, we talk yeah. apologize. Wait, let's get in the let's get into the questions. Ooh. Huh? <laughs> let's get, yeah, let's yeah. get into discussions topics. So, um, would you like to say well, the actually, first? Well, I have one more question. Oh yes, of course. Before no. we move go, on, yeah, to go that. ahead. Um, so like being in the life and shit since so young, yeah. like life has always been very turmoil for you during those early years. Yeah. Did you ever like? I don't know if miss is the right word, but it's like. Like you get used to like being institutionalized, and you kind of that's that's where you have like routine order. Yeah. Is uh, miss the right word? Did you ever miss it? Like miss going back to the pen. Not like going back, in, but like like I when, when I was out, not locked up, yeah. and um, life was getting a little too wild, and just like I was doing dumb shit, mm-hmm. just on drugs. I, my problems was Xanax when I was young. Mm-hmm. I beat that shit, and then I went to like painkillers, like. Mm-hmm. Perks, the perkademic fucking that shit. I literally OD'd. So yeah. when when life got like that, right? There was this this little thing in the back of my head where it's like, I am so alone and like life is so wild right now. I would much rather be in jail because then mm-hmm. at least I know I'm waking up at five thirty. Right, food's taken care of. I don't have to worry about how am I gonna eat today. Right. Is this funny? Disgusting, <laughs> no, disgusting ass food. Oh yeah, it is. But it's like, like that's what I mean. Like, you have your own routine there, blah blah blah. And then when I'm out in like the streets and normal life, like, I never got uh just like a set routine. Yeah, yeah. I I do miss the the program. Like, yeah. When when I was younger. Um, but after I found church, it's kind of similar. Yeah. I'm not saying church is prison, okay? Like, <laughs> like, but, but I, that kind of came off, you know. But what I'm saying is, um, it is for him. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I understand the stability you're talking about. It's stability, yeah. yeah but, but you missed the routine, the right. stability. But the, the problem is where I was at, there was a lot of instability, too. Mm, yeah. Like, because the yard would crack. Like, there's times where you come out and you just sense it, bro. You feel like yeah. everything is too quiet right now. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, it's like 40 Mexicans and 40 blacks going at it. Whoa, and you're just like, damn. And you're just sitting there like, I've seen people get stabbed next to me like, we were playing Pinochle. It's like a basically a game yeah. in there. And somebody oh, landed on me. And I, and I turned around like, oh, I thought they were taking off on me. But they were stabbing this dude. And he oh. landed on me. And this is how I knew I kind of changed as a person. Because I was just like, bro, I got a good hand. right? Like, I didn't. I was desensitized to that. Yeah. This dude was getting stabbed up. Yeah. And so I realized, like, damn, I, I have no feelings. Like, I'm just existing. You know? So um, to say that I missed that aspect, no. But. I understand what you're saying yeah. in terms of the stability. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, you, you do. Ha- but when I found church, I got more than that yeah. for me personally. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so, um, <clears throat> going off of, you know, pinochle, you, are you, are you better at pinochle or spades? Uh, I like spades better. Like spades, I ain't I'm gonna lie. Spades, yeah. Man. Domino. Yeah. Bones too. I used right? to come out and literally download a, like a spades app. Like, <laughs> it's funny trying to play it outside homies do and like no one knows how to play. I would, I would, yeah. one of my moves was teaching girls how to play spades. <laughs> Demon. Demon. <laughs> uh, what's the discussion topic? Hey, you've been awfully quiet this interview. There's an, there's another mic down there. Okay. 
So yeah, moving on to the discussion. For sure, bro. Uh, what what are the eighty twenty rules? No, no, she said to skip that one. Oh, we could oh, do it. Okay. Okay. The I was reading about the eighty twenty rule, and have you ever heard of it? Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, no, they. You, have you guys ever heard of it? I've heard of it, but not in the context that you explained it to me. I've heard of a completely different. Well, okay. Okay. So well, you explain. So, yeah. Let's see what she said. Yeah. So it it's right. basically stating that in a healthy relationship. Your significant other usually fulfills 80% of your needs and wants. And because we're humans and we're not perfect, no one has 100%. So they do have that 20% that they do not fulfill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why people cheat is because they, um, like, if they're missing, if they go, um, if they miss like that 20% for such a long time, right? They go out and they see like a beautiful girl and with a nice body, they're gonna be like, oh, shoot. Like she's the one, you know. Have you ever heard? What, 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 no, what no, no. This? But I'm saying, is the eighty, is the eighty per twenty, eighty twenty rule purely about sex? No, I'm no, no. It, no, no, no. It's not always about sex. But that that was an example that I. You got it. Yeah. Well, what is the question here then? Huh? Wait, well, she's I, still I, explaining. Yeah, I'm still yeah. explaining. Yeah. So, do you think that by knowing what the eighty twenty rule is, it could actually help you to, like, not, not cheat? cheat? No. No. Uh, I think that in a relationship for a success, because eight people, why are they talking about the 80 20? Because mm-hmm. they believe that that's what's going to achieve a successful relationship, mm-hmm. right? So, for what I, what I believe uh, for a sex, successful relationship is it's not about compromise, it's about acceptance. Mm-hmm. So, let's say if I sit here and, and, and I'm with like my wife, let's say, and my wife thinks, um, you know, she's, do, let's say I think I'm doing 50%. And she's doing 50%. That's compromise. And mm-hmm. the world teaches that. You got to do 50, she's got to do 50, and then we work it out, right? But let's say my 50% to her is 10%. Now it's a problem. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. I'm like, no, okay, I'll give you more. And I, the more I give, the more she's like, no, it's just at 10%, mm-hmm. right? It's about accepting. When my, my wife could accept that I was a person who had anger issues, I was a person who, you know, like, she just accepted me for who I was, then we were, it, it no longer became a problem. She was able to kind of overlook those types of things. But when you have expectations and people can't meet those expectations, they start to have thoughts and doubts. Man, you know, I spent 10000 on this wedding. I thought I knew you. Oh, my gosh, you're showing me another mm-hmm. side, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I thought you were this way, basically. And because you're not this way, now it's over. Mm-hmm. But actually, you can work through everything, honestly. Mm-hmm. But it's about accepting the person for who they are. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but people try to do it where it's like, okay, let me do 80%. I don't agree with stuff like that. And in our church too, like there is no divorce rate. And they actually have, like this is kind of old school, but they basically like, they have arranged marriages too. Yeah. And they, Interesting. Yeah, oh. they, still have, they still hold on to like that. We talk like, I'm going to his church. <laughs> <laughs> we t- we talked nice about, <laughs> we talked about arranged marriage. Yeah. We talked about no, arranged marriage. That's blasphemous, man. <laughs> like a watch, your, watch, watch your mouth. Sorry. I, I, I like that because um, one, of, one of the quotes I like to say is, I, I, I'm so, like, where I am right now, I'm very scared of dating. That's why I'm not dating at all. Uh, but I would say that I'm so scared of dating because I lost all of the girls I ever loved just by being myself. Hmm. And what I realized is, while humans grow and improve and if something's you know wrong about you you should try to fix it mm-hmm. both of my exes had expectations of myself um that just completely weren't who i like i do have anger issues right. stemming from my childhood i have a lot of shit stemming from my childhood yeah and it felt like i told them that that story uh i i, I opened up to them and then they just expected like someone that just like wasn't didn't have trauma or didn't wasn't broken or this and that. Yeah. So it's like 
looking back now, it's like, I think that's really what helped me get over them. Is like, you guys wanted me to be somebody who I just completely and and it tore me and it tore me up inside trying to be that somebody for you. Right. And repeatedly, you would come back and tell me you're not good enough. Yeah, that's how both of my relationships felt. And I, I agree that, like I said, it comes down to expectations. You know, if I have an expectation, there's some expectations that you may think you can. Sorry. Sorry, audience. <laughs> but yeah, basically, it's about acceptance. Yeah. You know, yeah. So your wife accepted that you had anger issues, right? Yeah. Did you work on it? Because it doesn't um, doesn't like, doesn't, 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 doesn't 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 a relationship <laughs> okay <laughs> doesn't a relationship not work if like she has a problem with your anger issues and you don't work on it like right. does that mean like she just accepted it knowing like so when she accepted it was when I was able to actually work on it okay right so mm. I was able to be vulnerable mm, okay. like I was angry because I couldn't be vulnerable like he was saying when we tried it was like bam shot down. And then so that just gave me more anger. You know what? You know, you bitch. Like, I'm not going to tell you anyway. Like, it was like that, mm-hmm, you know? And this kind of goes... Oh, my bad. Yeah, go ahead, bro. This, this kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier, too. Is like when, when you got locked up, yeah. it would be like, you know you shouldn't be stabbing people. You know you shouldn't be shooting right, people. Right, right, right. So exactly. in, in our head, it's like... We like, know, cool, but yeah. we can't. Yeah, Fuck we, it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, being, being able to be vulnerable is... I really feel yeah. like that's when you're able to change. Yeah, it's about flowing. Like everything is a medium of exchange, mm. right? If you think about money, it's the same thing. If I just have a million dollars and I leave it here and we don't use it to exchange it for anything, it's nothing. So yeah. it's all about exchange. Like our hearts have to exchange. But if I say, hey, you need to do this and that's it, there's no exchange. And then it's just like, okay, I'm going to try and try and try. And they're just judging you. Yeah, you're not, you're not good enough. And then how is that? Not, how, how, how are you going to benefit? How are you going to grow? Yeah. So it's all about exchanging. You know? How does she go about accepting it though like what what kind of action did so she take so through church church so okay. honestly she went to church because she wasn't a believer as well but when she went to church she started to realize that it wasn't the sin it wasn't me but it was a sin inside of me there's a verse that says the things that we do we hate right the things we want to do we don't do so it's like i don't want to be depressed but why am i depressed i don't want to be angry who wants to be angry i need to write that down actually. You know? um, that's a hard instagram caption it's in the bible make sure you quote the words from seven, in the bible romans 7 verse 15 and 17 bro. yeah, yeah. Romans if you if you put it without the bible i'm gonna comment the, <laughs> the bible numbers the things we do we hate yeah. yeah the things we do we hate hey guys he's writing the he's reading the bible <laughs> switch it up. the things i do i hate <laughs> he switched it up. He just fit t- ten whatever. Does your yeah. church uh, only speak in Mandarin? No. So they have Korean, they have Mandarin, they have Spanish and English. Okay. So we what, just different times. What does your pastor speaking? Um. So my I have two pastors. So I have the English pastor, and then the the head pastor speaks in Korean. Mm. Yeah. So he oh. speaks in Korean. Mm-hmm. Too bad you can't go. Mm, yeah, <laughs> no, but we do we do like dual translation and stuff. Okay. Like, so when he speaks, there's somebody on the side. So I, I would I would love to come to your church. Oh, let's I do was it, gonna bro. go, yeah. but now I can't. Why? Why? No, he goes to the English one. I don't know English. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I think I'm the one that doesn't know. And then he's English. like, no, we got a Vietnamese translator. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, they I'll get you a Vietnamese translator. They hire one. Yeah. Start, start, start <laughs> speaking right Spanish. He's talking in his ear everywhere. Can some can someone be a trustworthy friend if they're cheating on their significant other? Mm, I don't think so. You know, honestly. Um, so define trustworthy like towards their homies. Let's well, let's the, say yeah, yeah, to the yeah, homies. yeah, to the homies, or let's say they just give you really good advice. They're there for your car breaks. Down. You want to ride to the airport? They got uh, you. Like, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, in that aspect, sure, you know. But I, I think um, yeah, if you're cheating, it's not you're not trustworthy, right? I mean, to that to somebody, mm-hmm. right? So to the homies, yeah, of course, you know. There's a lot of friends that do that that I know who come to me and are like, I can't stop cheating, you know. I I don't know what it is and. Because they're in that scene. And I tell them what it is. It's because you're in that scene. Like, me too. If I go right now, I'm going to do that. No, bro, you're a Christian. No, it's not about that, though. Flesh is flesh. Like, we have our desires. It's like saying, I'm never going to be hungry again. It's like, bro, it's part 100%. of us. You know, like, we, we, so that's why I don't trust myself in that way. We're but still pe- humans, yeah. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, who who are people who become drug addicts, for example? Like, a person like me who's like, you know, at 12 years old, they, they gave me a joint. And I was like, hell yeah, bro, I'm not going to get addicted. It's just one puff, right? But that led me to do all the other stuff. I had another homie who was like, what if I get addicted? That's all he did. He was like, what if I get, what if I get caught my mom beats my ass? Yeah, I'm not going to do it. He went on seriously to graduate high school. He went to Cal Berkeley, and then he works for Deloitte now. <laughs> we grew up in the same spot. We grew up with the same type of parents. He's Chinese, too. We're the same age. He grew up with the gangs. He knows all the homies, too. But the one thing he had in his heart was that braking system. Like, damn, I'm not, I can't precisely say that I will get hooked, and I can't say that I won't. So he didn't even try it. Do you understand? So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's what like a G. Wow. Yeah. Do you think that humans are meant to be monogamous? Uh, according to the Bible, yes. But um, I don't know. How do, how do you feel Honestly. about when, you know, people say, oh, but the kings in the Bible are people that, like, Jacob had a bunch of wives. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody had a bunch of wives. So all of that stuff was for the advancement of the kingdom, though, right? There's a story where this guy goes and, like, he, he gets with a girl named Rahab, and she's a, a prostitute. And she goes and sleeps with other men. And then they're like, you go, the, the servant tells him to go and buy the prostitute back. Like, who would do that? But then through Rahab, like that lineage didn't break to Jesus Christ. So like that pastor understood that there's some things that's going to happen, sins, but it has to lead back down to like the birth of the Savior. Do you understand? So like, he's like, I'm piping all these girls for Jesus. I'm going to make Jesus. (laughs) The king part about expanding the kingdom blew my mind because it was like, I like you see a lot of these like kind of like toxic uh, influencers that are like, oh. You know, you're allowed to have multiple wives in many religions. And like, that's why men should pipe many girls and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, one, those are wives. One, and you're piping random thoughts. But like, two, it's (laughs) like, you're not a king. You don't have a kingdom to expand. Like, you're just giving into your desire. You're not, you're not expanding anything for good. Exactly. But that's why I need multiple wives. Because I (laughs) know. You you need to bring back the second Messiah. Exactly. I I need to spread the kingdom. (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding. Is that why Genghis Khan did? Basically, Probably, yeah, I mean, maybe a little differently, but yeah. I think he was just a horn dog. Yeah, he, he was like raping yeah, people. So, was, yeah. that, that dude was crazy. Yeah. How how important do you think it is for somebody to save their self until marriage? Um, I mean, it's pretty important. I think like the the woman would respect that. Do you understand? Like like as a man, I well, they think, make fun of me because they call me an incel. Wait, you're you're. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Right. But, but I'm saying in, today, in today's day and age, in today's day and age, you'll see a lot of people that will say, oh, like women will be like, nah, like sexual chemistry. I, th- I think sexual chemistry is important in a relationship, but a lot of pe- women actually look down on that in men now. Uh, when they don't, when they're virgins. Yeah, when basically. they're virgins. Like, yeah, I, I think I, I'll be honest, the dynamic of like the way the world is kind of shifted. You know, yeah. back in the day, like they were, of course, respectful of that, you know, but I mean, it really just then depends on the spot, like who, what, what that person thinks, you know, so I, I, I can't say that it is 
if it was up to me, like, yeah, it would be better if my chick never had nobody else but me, like as a man, you know what I mean? But uh, other people may not agree with that, mm. you know? Yeah. To each their own. Hmm? Yeah. To each yeah. their own. Mm-hmm. Right. These are, we talk through a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. So okay. I think it's a good, good place to wrap. Beautiful. Do you have any questions? Um, I do have a couple more. Okay, go for them. For, uh, specifically, so you have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Do, like, what do you talk about on there? Uh, same thing. We I, I interview a lot of, like, ex-gang members or people who are just struggling with that lifestyle. And then kind of talk about God. So I had China Dog as my first interview. That's the guy that the infamous Elmani Pujol shooter. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys seen that, but this guy killed somebody on camera. It was on America's Most Wanted, and he was from my neighborhood. He was from watching, and everyone knows that. And he, out here, they know like that made us really popular, right? We was on the news, and um, that sparked the war between watching and Asian boys, basically. Mm. Yeah. So he he's a changed man. He did what 27 years 28 years and he Damn. just got out and he's the og you know and he saw he, he reconnected with me and, and yeah so we talk about with people like that people you don't have to necessarily go through prison but it's like just just people who basically stories of redemption basically mm. i like that yeah so if you want to watch stories of redemption <laughs> check out his podcast yeah. well plug it what is yeah, it yeah, so it's called a uh, street lamp podcast and then i also have my own youtube it's called righteous nomad Cool. Yeah. We'll make sure it's linked in the description or whatnot. Thank you, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching some of your YouTube videos. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, bro. <laughs> Do you guys have any more questions? That's I just, it. I would just two and a half hours. Church. That was two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It was uh, two hours. Mm-hmm. Two hours. Okay. Cool. That's good. Just a good amount. Um. Thank you. That was. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate yeah. that. I learned a lot. Yeah. Yep. So Same. I'm excited to like rewatch this and pick it apart. For sure, man. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Cool. Do you, wanna, you wanna do the if you had one piece oh, of yeah, advice? Oh yeah, yeah. If you had one piece of advice, look at that camera right there. Uh-huh. Give one piece of advice to our audience. Um uh, don't believe in yourselves because as right as we are, we could also be wrong. So if you guys keep an open mind, it allows us to kind of receive guidance and take advice from people. You never know somebody may have the the anecdote to your problems. So yeah. Keep your ears That's kind of scary. <laughs> to say like don't believe in yourself because that's yeah. what we are like right, you know right, right. that was the one of the craziest parts that really kind of stuck out to me and also really uh ironed out the idea of like surrender yeah and yeah. and yeah like even even at this scale right there's a lot of things where i'm like i i know i'm getting blessed by something bigger like yeah. this drink company everything that we're doing is working really really well but there's there was a period where i had was just you know leaning on myself too much and yeah it was just starting to crack again yeah. um but yeah so now i'm trying to i bought another bible and uh, i'm trying to just kind of read it and see where yeah. if you if you need any help bro hit me up yeah you i know, would definitely like anything will. that's that's not clear yeah. I'll, I'll take you up on that for yeah. sure for sure bro i've, I've sure. read it. i've been reading and it's like man What's going King on? James version too. Yeah, it's hard, bro. Get the NSR. Get the. What are you saying? Get the get the uh, NSRV Bible. It's like the theologian Bible. It's what they use. Uh, all the scholars use, and it's just written in like normal English. That sounds like yeah. Satan trying to. <laughs> the word. Nah. <laughs> so I'm Johnny Chang, and I'm under the influence of God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, have you seen that guy? Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
Hey guys, we're under the influence. And if you're enjoying our clips and you want to see the full episodes, you can go to our website. We have them all linked to every audio streaming platform and YouTube. If you like, comment, and subscribe over there, it really helps us out. Please, we haven't paid the rent in months. If you're looking for us or any of the guests, we always tag them. Also, if you have any topics or questions you want to ask us, go to our website or text this number on the screen. If you're feeling thirsty, drink Nectar Hard Seltzer. Delicious Asian flavors and no weird aftertaste. We ship to 45 states. Use code UTI15 at checkout on our website for 15% off your first box. And if you want some of the best bartending tools money can buy, you can use the same code UTI15 on barchemistry.com for 15% off. Thank you guys for your support. We really appreciate it. And if you leave mean comments, please stop. They really hurt our feelings. But if you don't, we love you.